There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Thursday. It is the morning sickness. It's 545. Let's get this thing started. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. There's Big Dick Toledo. Let's go. Uh, it is a, a beautiful morning, by the way. I got this. I just I have to. Brett just sent me an email of a guy who's just willing to come down yeah. to uh, to pick my citrus. I told you that over the weekend I was pulling all the lemons. I still got tons of lemons on my lemon trees. And I pulled as many grapefruit as I could get. I think uh, every once in a while I'll see one. I'm like, damn it! Like the grapefruit trees are pretty good. Can't sleep. Lemon trees because it's are, hanging in the tree. Oh, it's brutal. Lemon trees are brutal. So this guy said, "I'll drive all the way from Sholo to do it. I might take him up on that. I would. Screw it. Finish it off because it, it's a lot. But uh, it, it, I, so I've got lemons and grapefruits in front of my house right now, as a lot of people do when you've got citrus trees in your yard, where you just give them away. Put it on Nextdoor app. Put it on some sort of social media thing and say, hey, it's free. Come get it. Uh, Megan's dropping lemons and grapefruits off to this old folks' home. And these old ladies that can't get enough of her popping over there. And she made friends with one. I'm like, no, play dates with the old lady. She's not coming over. Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. Not to the house. Early bird yeah, special. I don't threat of that. Not if I'm home. And I ain't going over there. And I ain't going to lunch with it. And I'm not. No. That's a, just a recipe for disaster, making friends with a 92-year-old. What if you like her? Hey, she's not going to last long. It's, it's, a, it's a heartache. You just you set yourself up for a miserable funeral visit. That's all you're doing. <laughs> making friends with... You've already got a 92-year-old friend, Paula. And you've been friends with her for a long time. We knew that when we met her and she was 78. One is Max. <laughs> right. When her 94-year-old husband died a couple years ago, you're like, that's it. Don't make friends with really old people. It's horrible. She's so sweet. Now she wanted with some grapefruit, and I brought me up so glad. But no. Maybe we could take her to lunch. No. You do it. But I get this uh, email from a guy who I actually know, not real well, but no. So he skips over the next door thing and hops on the email and goes, hey, uh, I'm not far from your area, and I'd love to get my hands on some of the lemons and grapefruits you got. Are they... Uh, you, you have any? And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's tons of them. And I said, uh, and he goes, well, what's the address? And I'm like, well, I know you a little. Don't be a weirdo. No pop-ins and no knocking on the door. Just you're here for the grapefruit and lemons. That's it. And he goes, oh, no, no, I, mean, I got it. I got it. I'm like, all right. Uh, so I give him the address. And then he texts back. He goes, one last thing. How long, is these, how long have these been outside? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, how long have the lemons been outside? Because uh, I, I don't want any bugs on them. And I said, what do you think? I got a f- lemon orchard in my house? It's, they're always outside. Lemons start outside, finish outside. With the, Picked in the yeah, bag right, or something. Does, like I don't care. F- off. Lemons are always outside. If you're bougie about lemon pulling, and I spent hours on a Saturday ripping them off, yeah, they're always outside. You just throw them in a bug pile. Lemons live outside. 
Look, pal, this is a natural grocers, okay? <laughs> exactly. Oh. You're, you're begging for free lemons. You're like, well, I got a couple of rules I need you to adhere to. I'm like, what rules are those? Your lemons must live indoors at all times. They are on trees. And what kind of pesticides are you using? Trees are outside. The, the lemons are always susceptible to bugs and birds and stuff. It's, a, it's in a wheelbarrow outside. They're about two days off the tree. Did well, you scrub the wheelbarrow first? I mean, you know. <laughs> That's what I was like. What did you expect with the lemons? Well, I like I like my lemons grown in greenhouses or indoors. Maybe you're thinking they're just on the ground and you come over there and pick them no. up out of the yard. No. What do I live in the biosphere? Yeah. Fuck yourself. Uh, they're free. There's nothing worse, and this is a life lesson to everybody, when somebody says, here, this is yours for free, and you start asking questions or, no, it's free. Either take it or not. Go f*** yourself. <laughs> And he started laughing. He goes, well, you know what I meant. And I'm like, I know exactly what you meant. The lemons are outside from the inception of lemon to the end of lemon. The only time they were inside was when I walked them through the house to take them back outside. They have spent a grand total of about 11 seconds in a home. That's it. Otherwise, the lemons are always outside. I hate to break it to you. Almost all lemons are always outside. Not the grocery store ones. Right. And what's the difference between those and the ones I'm giving you. The price. They're in a nice pyramid. <laughs> yeah. I've seen them. They grow in uh, beautiful pyramids. <laughs> and they grow in uh, refrigerated areas. Maybe it was a Gilbert mom and they figured you weren't going to be oh. giving anything away for free. So, you know. With that. <laughs> well, that's how you got to get rid of them, too. <laughs> the segue Brett gives me. Oh, real nice. Oh, All right. Brett. Somehow or another, Gilbert mom has collided with lady who caught her husband banging in the kitchen. Oh, come on. Yeah. It's in my hands. Look at this, too. Forever. Whoa. Yeah, Gilbert Mom. Should we have, should we have the days of our lives? Yeah, music? Right. Yeah, yeah, cue it. I, this is, I don't know if this, this is more of a, this is just a side story to our soap opera. Maybe we should just go with the Louis Armstrong. Give me Wonderful World karaoke version. All right, hang on. I, I, True, I, that I, is I, the yeah, new song. It's the new song. Yeah, the handyman in Sholo, if you want to come down, and I got some work for you to do around there. But, yeah, the guy who had the – I just want to make sure that those lemons have had a nice indoor life. They're indoor. It's not a cat. It's indoor-outdoor. It's a lemon. Well, maybe this is – you can think about this. You could get rid of them a lot quicker if you put them out front, stacked mm-hmm. in pyramids. Well, they were pretty – they were though. The grapefruit were stacked very nicely. Okay. But you know what happens, Brady? People start taking them, and the pyramid disappears, and they just become a pile. Then Plus, you have to go – it's like uh, folding clothes at a yeah. – Retail place. Exactly. You got to go back, go back and repair it. But again, I'm, they're in a brute uh, thirty-gallon trash can. That's a very clean, unused trash can. And I, if I did that and I started to stack them, you still couldn't see them because now we're down to like the lower half. And now, you know, I didn't expect that this was a crazy Jim's everything must go sale. I know I'm going to have some left over. It was a gesture to say, "Hey, I've taken the time to pull all these. If you guys want free lemon, Alex." If I could pop by there and inspect your lemons. No, you can have them or you can drive off. Yeah, and- keep that to yourself because he could drive by and like, eh, I'm not liking these lemons. So just <laughs> yeah, right. move on. Don't right. say anything. You just didn't like right. the lemons. What you have is a disease where you think that lemons uh, live some sort of sheltered and empowered life indoors. <laughs> I get all my lemons from an inside tree. You need to plant a tree in your living room and do that. But lemons are always outside, Alex. Always. How long have they been outside? Since the beginning of their lemon lives. All right. Oh, you got it? All right. Listen to this. You're going to like this because you made fun of me for uh, my. What the Gilbert. I did. The Gilbert. They Mons do. Mons were calling me. Just going along. 
I got a couple of good emails about that whole thing. But this one's really good. Listen to this. So back into our soap opera as the U turns. It said, uh, Dear Holmberg. Didn't say dear. It just says Holmberg, actually. I started listening to your show a few weeks ago after all the Gilbert crime situation. Not because I wanted to be entertained. I was curious why so many people had attacked you on Reddit uh, on the Gilbert forums I was looking at. Uh... And I needed to hear for myself. I was not impressed with you or disgusted by you. I do not like you at all. You are a poverty-stricken man's Howard Stern. Ooh, that's better than good one. Boy, that is. That's really twisting it up. I'm still right? calling you, Jim. I know. What's <laughs> <laughs> your takeaway there? <laughs> yeah. All right. But begrudgingly, I have uh, laughed. I must admit, there are times I can't believe how cocksure you seem about nonsense you spew. All right. However, when I laugh, it's mostly at the Brady character. That's you. Yeah. Uh, he's seemingly the only worthwhile person on the show, and my advice to him is to escape your surrounds <laughs> as fast as humanly possible. <laughs> I was fine with the antics for the most part, but now you've gone too far. You're actually taking pride in the tragedy of someone else's personal nightmare for the sake of attention and ratings. Someone emails you with an absolutely horrible story and you gleefully cheer for more. Salacious and titillating as it may be, it's also juvenile and tactless how you're acting. A woman who's in a real situation that emotionally cannot be imagined has spilled her tea with you, and you air it like you have a right to because she's a weak human being who's lashed out into the abyss and left her soul bare. <laughs> wow! The chat GPT right this? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> you decided to excoriate her as a, quote, whore. And let's stop the letter there for a second. Um, she offered her services to everyone who's willing to take her up on it. Or <laughs> you shame her and her situation for what, I ask? Ratings? These are human beings and you are not. This is my favorite line I've ever read on the radio. Ready? You are a malignancy on the body of humanity. <laughs> This is an educated woman. We need, you, that shirt. we need a shirt with that. She gets into that. She started telling you I how bet. important it. You are a malignancy on the body of humanity. I can't imagine, uh, it says, I can't imagine ever reading something so personal and misguided and think to myself, I'll use this for my own benefit. But that's exactly what you did. Desperate and sad. I'm curious how you're going to respond to me. And the trolls and losers that follow you probably need a thesaurus and a professor to explain this correspondence so they can easily understand. That's a shot at all the listeners. Yeah. You never dealt with the likes of me, an educated person who knows how to verbally slice down weaklings like you. You know, in her defense, that's exactly what idiots would have done. <laughs> I already know your response. Quote, thanks for listening. And guess what? I will be. So why don't you try to come up with something intelligent? Start with an apology to those people and then leave them alone. They're lost and you're making it worse. You're a sociopath with no empathy or compassion. Ex Here's where we get into the real fun of it all. And every email that goes on like this reveals itself for what it is. <clears throat> you're a sociopath with no empathy or compassion. Ready? You're exactly like my ex-husband. Oh, Here we there go. There we go. Here we go, Jim. Press you, the button. You think you're charming and witty, but deep down you're a little boy in an ugly old body. She's not talking to me anymore, even though she's not wrong. 
And you need to feel better about yourself by attacking people. Well, what did you just do? You called me names, sociopath. All right, anyway. Uh, this letter has exhausted itself. I've become incredibly angry just letting this out. And like my ex-husband, you'll end up dead, handcuffed, or <laughs> miserable and all alone the day you die. Oh, my God, she's mad at her ex. Uh, and none of this is trivial radio. Is her ex Howard Stern? That's what I want to know. <laughs> no, no, none of this is trivial radio nonsense. Oh, none of this trivial radio nonsense will have any bearing as a life accomplishment or some sort of usefulness to the human experience. By the way, I know there's no way you read this entire thing. Signed, Shanda. You should go and have a meeting with her at Postinos tonight. Oh, my No way Shanda's oh. from Gilbert. Yeah, he's, he's from Gilbert, all right. <laughs> this one's even better. This one's not mad at me. Look, Shanda, I'm sorry your husband is horrible. But uh, my intelligent response is, sounds like you need a good dickin'. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't had one for a while there, huh? Why don't you get some WD-40 and a crowbar, knock those cobwebs out, and let the next guy in and just kind of relax a little bit. You seem a little Shanda? Isn't it funny? Shanda. Where they, like, Shanda like Panda. That can't yeah, be see if you can find her. No, no, that can't be. We'll letter, find uh, this one. Like that just explodes, but the, what they don't realize is the person that they're talking about or trying to protect came to us to begin with. Right, but her, she's saying we should never have taken advantage of Even though she came that. to us, right. we shouldn't uh, talk about it hey, on the air. Let me tell you this, When Shanda. she's asking us to do that. Yeah. First things first, you try doing four and a half hours of content every day and have that land in your lap and ignore it. You're crazy. That's great stuff. Second, it's not my problem the human experience out there is going through all their stuff, but it is my job to shine a light on it and find hysterical angles to it. Anybody, and I don't care who you are, that's a fun story. If Shanda's sitting at the Postino and somebody goes, did you hear about Melissa? She walked in on her husband banging her brother. I don't care how educated and hoity-toity you think you are. That's going to perk your ears up real fast. You're not going to sit at Postino's table, sip your wine, and go, we shouldn't be talking about this. Those are human beings. If we, if we took into consideration people's feelings every time we open our mouths, we'd never talk. We have an option on this show. We could, we could ignore that letter and do news and traffic on the nines. <laughs> right. Or talk about that Whopper. Oh, but, but this Whopper, Brady... Isn't why she's mad. I know. It sounds like her husband was fun. What you're saying is, yeah. And a good time. There's where the hurt's coming from. And she's still mad that that's, that, that dude's gone for well, whatever you felt, reason. You got duped. And I do a little bit of reminding of her, of he that guy. just like him. Especially the part where she said, you think you're charming and witty. Which means she used to think her husband was charming and witty until she found out, oh my God, everybody thinks he's charming and witty. He's not just like this with me. And then she started getting bitter and mad. Did you find her? Uh, there's a couple. There's more in than I Gilbert, thought, actually. There's a lot of Shandas. Now there's one in Peoria. This is Gilbert. I'm looking at Well, maybe not. She just said she got interested through the Gilbert. The but Gilbert why thing. would you be interested in Gilbert stuff if you live in Peoria? It's just one a in Mesa. That's a maybe. Yeah. I have no real response to you. You don't have to like no, me. No, she's married. Then. Honestly, I don't care. that's not it. No. <laughs> right. Dude's going to put up with that broad. Yeah. Look, take your ringless hands and go do something with them. Make yourself useful, Shanda. You don't have any jewelry in the way. You could do some gardening. You could, you could get out there and, uh, you know, woodwork, art, something. Kill the time. I know that right now uh, your ex-husband's checks that keep you floating 
or uh, you know, just enough to get you by, so you don't have to do anything every day. But you know what? It sounds like your idle hands are getting you a little bit, you know, busy thinking about things you shouldn't be thinking about. So I'd suggest, like I would with most Gilbert moms, well, get a job, not real estate. Stop it. That's silly. You're not going to actually follow through on that. Become an earner. Have some personal pride. Quit living on your ex-husband's checks. His alimony isn't going to last forever, and neither are your looks. So develop a personality and get out there and Maybe that's earn. why he bounced. Yeah, write, that's write a book. Yeah. You're a good writer. Well, no, she's an idiot. Oh. Oh. She was a pretty good writer. Yeah. The part about the Baird's... Or the, what we get? The Baird's... Oh, no, it's definitely better than most of our emails. <laughs> the Baird's soul was impressive. They laid their souls bare for us. Isn't that what you're looking for in entertainment? A bare soul, an open book, peeking into the windows of other people. That's the whole point of Facebook, Instagram, so you can see into other people's lives. That's why everybody puts on a show on social media. So when you do look in their windows, everything seems good. Very rarely do you peek into somebody's windows and see their husband, their brother-in-law. That's an awesome story. The other thing is, that letter in itself could be another example. Her letter, we could have taken the high road on. And just ignored it. So yeah, she, she, just like this door. She could have taken the high road and said, I just don't care for that yeah. gentleman. I'm going to move on. But she couldn't. Just like f- me, Shanda. I read stuff like that. I got to react. So I think I speak for all the listeners. Uh, when I say, Shanda, f- you. A hearty, huge <laughs> f- you and your miserable, dusty, old, cobwebbed up. That's right. Unintelligent response indeed. But you know what? Sometimes we have to go back to the three-chord melody. Back to the basics. I'm basically Nirvana of your brain. You know what? It's gotten a little too heavy with the guitar solo, Shanda. Maybe just go back to the basics. Get yourself one of those uh, tribal drum beat going in the background and get I guarantee your life will be better. You're not going to be so uptight. Email a new radio station you just started listening to. She likes you, Brady. I was just going to say, Shanda, the Brady character says you're going to find yeah. love. You'll no, you're not. Love Shanda, not like this you won't. Not not with this attitude. Not the letter writing Shanda. She, Don't write letters. The only person I could hook you up with is that dumb <laughs> thinks lemons grow inside. <laughs> How long have these lemons been outdoors? I don't know. They're in my hot house. <laughs> the tree. Here, I'll show you the tree. It's outside. I mean, there's a turf lawn, but I think bugs still get in that. Anyway, Shanda... Thank you for your email, but, uh, you know, there's a reason you're alone. <laughs> See you Postinos tonight. Oh, yeah. I can hear the writing right now. <laughs> oh, it's, he's just hammering It's going to be keyboard. excellent. Right. Oh, and you hear also, the, the keyboard's just... <laughs> oh, it's, oh it's, <laughs> there, and he killed Louie. <laughs> it's the funny part about it is is uh, her disdain for the fact that, um, generally, that uh, I've made fun of things. And uh, I am a little man for... Tearing down other people. And then what'd she do? She called me names and horrible things. And she did the exact same thing she's mad about. Here's another one that shows up for our soap opera this week. So, dear John, I am a homosexual. <laughs> I, wa- I don't know why that makes me laugh. I just, I'm, email's it's very, a strong start. It's usually me laughing at that story. What are you doing? It's like kicking in the door like... <laughs> Homo! We're here and queer! <laughs> yeah. Like Kool-Aid man coming in and trying to blow me. I'm a homosexual. I watch homosexual porn. I also think you're brilliant. And as mean as you are about yourself, I think you're also sexy AF. <laughs> this guy's go. also, he's a blind homosexual. Uh, that said, I wanted to tell you 
There is a bunch of gay porn where the wife stumbles in on her husband boning somebody. Just like that letter you got this week. I'm 54. I still say letter. I just caught myself being old. Uh, It's a fantasy for tons of married men who aren't openly out to have a boy toy on the side. The excitement of the wife finding out drives the desire. Trust me. I've been a boy toy. I've taken advantage of the boys. (laughs) Oh, God. Everything you're talking about is basic gay porn except the brother part. That is super gross. But I will tell you that stepdad gay stuff is definitely strong. Mom walking in on her husband with her son's friend is like gay stuff 101. I just needed to chime in. If you ever want that cherry popped, by the way, email me back. Oh, well, he knows you're pristine, so right. oh, it's uh, all I, up in there. I am definitely... Uh, Put him on the list? Desirable. <laughs> and yes, you're right. My generation had uh, of gay had roles. You're a top or you're a bottom. Rarely are you both. I've done it, and I have a preference. So lay down uh, for me. Signed, Howard. Howard the Gay. His name goes into the hat when the drawing right. happens one right. day. Right. When, when we have the big golden ticket for that. <laughs> I mean, Setjet's no longer there, so i got to come up with a new contest this summer. Ten listeners will get to... That's right. <laughs> and you get you get a shot at it anyway. That's our uh, our we're diving back into our our soap opera. I'm going to kill Louie. Although I do like that as our background. So we didn't hear from uh, nothing. No, nothing because okay, we had a bunch of people asking about that. Nothing this from anybody. I, 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 I I've still got a whole bunch, but I think everything says F Shanda right now. So I'm pretty sure <laughs> I have to go backwards. Uh, this guy says, I guarantee that bitch is a teacher. You, you, she, the one complaining about you, it's a pretty articulate complaint. I think she thinks she's one of those saucy bras that wants to be considered intelligent. Like, I think she's got a hang up that she didn't do anything with her education and she wants to wear it on her sleeve. So she, you know, she writes those flowery uh, Louisa May Alcott, you know, they bear their souls right, you know, to an email to some dipstick like me. I think she, my my assessment, my armchair analysis of this, and I'm pretty good at this, is that she's probably highly educated and then married a dude and didn't do a thing. And now she's probably around 45. Older than that. Uh, you I'm think? going 49. You think she's higher than yeah. that? I think she's I think, probably yeah. mid-40s. And the reason I think the that. The other side of eh. expiration. Oh, she's on the, she's, oh, yeah. she's on the downslope of expiration. Yeah, yeah. She married that guy. It didn't work out. Mid-40s. He's gone. And now she's sitting there faced with like, I am an educated woman. Probably a counselor of some sort or maybe edu- education. No, I, th- I think it's a good, I think she's a legitimately educated. What if she was a but solid she didn't do earner anything. and she got halfed? No, she didn't. That didn't happen. That's not a, f- not a thing in Gilbert Bridge. Please stop it. Shh. You be quiet. This is why Shanda likes you. Well, she's got time. <laughs> she, she has time to write the letters, so. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, she's not she, doing maybe. anything. But I bet you she's got, like, a really good education. And she didn't do anything with it. And now she's regretting the last 20 years being married to a guy who ended up leaving. And now she's got to start over. So she, she wears her education on her sleeve. She wants everybody to think she's super-duper smart. <laughs> And basically what she is is a failure in life and a complete C-word, and now she's firing off at anybody that'll listen. But, she, you know, there's a couple lines there. A malignancy on the body of humanity? That's a great line. I think that's awesome. Uh, Renee says even educated people can be really effing stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> I agree with Freight Train here. <laughs> 
freight train says. <laughs> keep in mind, the, I was right. Yeah, the articulate nature of the last email we received from Shanda, uh, and with a counterpoint uh, to that, uh, well written and seemingly well thought out, although rife with obvious windows into her soul. Uh, freight train counters with this bitch's cooch shoots dust like a fire plume. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be right back with more Point Counterpoint after this. Shanda, do you want to respond to Freight Train's assessment of your cooch and the fire plume? So well put. This is why I like hanging out with everyone. That, that lifted truck right now is giggling. That dude crazy. probably honking that huge train horn. They read it. I'm Freight Train. <laughs> that dude probably leaves every room. See ya. I'm Frank Train. Bye, Frank Train. Bye, Frank Train. Yeah, it's uh, you know, we get a lot of we get we get a lot of people responding. Shanda is not winning friends over. Patrick says, John, you should remind Shanda that those yahoos reached out to you, knowing what you do for a living. It's not like you posed as Father Dale and asked for confessions about gay love and offered pooned any takers now in shanda's defense and i'll stand up with shanda on this they did email me a lot of personal dirty laundry and it was my job to say do i want to go with this or not yeah <laughs> yes is the answer 100 <laughs> times out of 100 you did use some discretion i don't use their name yeah, yeah. I th- yeah i thought yeah. i was being kind of classy about it but yeah look i'm trying to grow as a human being i'm trying to you know understand women better and be better as a man towards them but these bitches have to understand it's going to take time <laughs> santa make me happy please rip this bitch a new a-hole chat gpt helped her without a attention-seeking lonely miserable human being that was dumped for something better that's from donnie and vicky that's a husband and wife that took the time Tag to write team. that yeah, I I think what I think the saddest letter I've gotten this week might be Shanda, because that ending you remind me of your my ex husband was like oh no you had a fun kind of opinionated ex husband, <laughs> and then he looked at you and said you're boring now and he moved on, and now you're mad at people like him you're lashing out at people not just your ex husband but like like she even compared me by saying charming and witting which means she kind of wants this me. I think she kind of wants me. She wow. wants, she's using you to get to me, Brady. He's like, I like that Brady. Can I meet him? Sure. But I think deep down, and that's why I think she just needs a good old, you know, bend over kind of situation. Is that she needs to just be calmed down a little. You know, who's going to tame this filly? I can't do it. I don't have any interest in that. But she, she, she's too busy trying to have the, you know, everything work in her favor. And what she really needs is somebody to put their hand over her mouth. And give her a good one. Somebody bend her over the charcuterie yeah, board. Yeah, and- <laughs> right, yeah, smash her face in that high-end Whole Foods cheese board. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Eat the cheese. Eat the cheese while I... Ow! Oh, this is exactly what I need. That's right. What you need is a man in your life to calm you down from this nonsense. Because what you'd have done if you had a man in your life is gone in there and... Come- Did you hear that idiot on the radio this morning talking about... Yeah, calm down, Shanda. Why, I'm going to write a letter. Don't go write in any. Come here for a second. What are you doing? Put your face in the cheese. <laughs> I bought you all this expensive goddamn cheese and you're, you're using your mouth to complain. 
Anyway. But how did the Gilbert Moms fiasco yeah, what, bash into this? Like, I got to listen, see what's going on. Because she came across those... Uh, she saw letters about yeah, this... the threads. This bad boy over here in Phoenix making the Gilbert Moms angry. And, uh... And she wanted to give it a give it a listen for herself. She wanted to say, "Well, I don't know why are they being so awful this day." I'm a poverty stricken man, Stern. She didn't even say poor man, Stern. She broke it down, and her adjectives are so flowery. That's ChatGPT. Even ChatGPT wouldn't waste time writing poverty stricken man, Stern with Chat the hyphens. He went off the uh, rails the other day. <laughs> People were getting responses from it. I knew you'd like that. <laughs> Uh, Armand says, if Shanda got off the keyboard and cooked and cleaned a little more, she might not have time to write the show. She might also still have a man. <laughs> Freak oh, Armand are on it today. See, what, what you don't understand, Shanda, is we don't care what you think about us. So what? Response to chat GPT Gilbert Mom. I would love to be the jam in her jelly roll. Kisses, Shanda. <laughs> Signed, Ken. Thesaurus? What the hell is that? Some sort of dinosaur? <laughs> Keep it up, boys. <laughs> oh, they need a dinosaur to help me understand this goddamn letter. What Jeez. a dumb bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. Crazy Gilbert lady. Can you imagine what entertains her? Brady's morning sickness? My God. She's insane. <laughs> Uh, I don't think she liked me. I think she liked the Brady character. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's when I'm yeah. doing Brady. I think she likes you. Everybody likes Everybody you. Everybody likes Brady because Brady goes, Well, I don't know about all that meanie mean stuff. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, oh, my God. People are... This is crazy. She likes Brady because she knows Brady. Her a-hole's not threatened There's by Brady. No There's threat. no real threat to Brady giving her what she actually needs. No real threat to sitting down face-to-face and looking across the table going, you know, let's talk about the hurt, Shannon. <laughs> I don't want to really chat with you or anything. What you really need is a, is a man to put you in line. Manhandler. Yeah, you need a manhandler. I don't need that, but explain it to me real quick. I'm going to put my hands on your hips and throw you against a wall. Oh, God. You're barbaric. Right. That's right. And pull you around by that awful ponytail. Yeah. She said, uh, highly educated or not, she definitely used a thesaurus herself. The one in Microsoft Word to help her write that letter. Ironic, she accused the listeners of doing it. Sounded like a 12-year-old is trying to sound smart in an essay. You know, no what? one. No one says the phrase "cocksure." At least not since nineteen or seventeen sixty-eight. All right, see, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, he's cocksure of all this nonsense. See, that's true. She did use a few old-timey phrases, which might lend to Brett's theory that she's a little bit older than I think. But I don't. And again, she's interested in the teen Gilbert situation. Well, she's pro- she probably like tries to wear her teen daughter's clothes and all that shit and try to be cool, <laughs> fitting with her friends. You're just cussing. Well, I said clothes. No, you did. You said all that. Sh- oh, did I? Brett's <laughs> <laughs> just cussing away. I'm off like, on a tangent yeah, now. Oh, sorry. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Calm her down. I'm going to send you over to Shanda's house. You're, it could be as exactly easy as a, one of her friends is a, a Gilbert mom in that situation. And she's like, you hear this guy? So she was curious. Yeah. What a miserable bitch. She probably eats her chicken wings with a fork and knife. No wonder her husband's not there. That's right. I have no doubt that I would be friends with her husband. 
<clears throat> I think that's a gold mine. <laughs> John, you're right about what Shanda needs. I'm retarded, but I know that Shanda thinks she's smart. And a good old-fashioned R-word dickin will be exactly what this de- lady needs to wake her up from her woke ideology. Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> Man, that's a good one, though. I got to tell you. Malignancy on the body of humanity. I mean, that's a great album name. It's just a good sound. Like, Marshall should sell that next to the Live, Laugh, Love posters and things that single women put in their bathroom. <laughs> Dance like no one's watching. Don't be a malignancy on the body of humanity. All right. <clears throat> Not bad. Anyway, Shanda, thanks for, again, great content. You guys are writing the show for us. This is easy so far today. And she said she was projecting with her statement that listeners would need a thesaurus, too. That's not what people usually say. They'd say dictionary. Use a thesaurus to flower up your letter. I know. I can see through you. It's very true. <laughs> anyway, so good letter. I, I, good letter. It was a really good letter. And it was Thanks, a, pretty exciting to read that wow. to start the day. Giggle. You got another one? Yeah, there's another one coming through. A lot of counterpoints to Shanda. There's one right behind it. I'll just, mm-hmm. I'll just hang out here for a second. <laughs> They're piling They're in. Piling up. Uh, <clears throat> Christopher says. <laughs> So she likes the guy who brought up gloves to Ron Goldman. Really? <laughs> That's true. Now, she probably doesn't know that story. She could have laughed at that. And those of oh, you, sure. you new to the show that are hearing going, Brady is the moral uh, compass. And he's a, <clears throat> I was at the mall with Brady when Ron Goldman's father, Fred, was working at the Nordstrom. This was probably in the year 2001 or two. And Brady and I went over to the mall together, went down the escalator and saw... The handlebar mustachioed Mr. Goldman standing in the section. And Brady, uh, in an effort to make me wildly uncomfortable, said, Would you like to say your quote? I don't remember. You don't I remember. Said, <laughs> all I remember is saying, Are you looking for a pair of gloves? No, no, you said, Where's the glove section? There, where's the glove section? Yeah. Fred. <laughs> I did not say Fred. <laughs> oh, now you remember. <laughs> Suddenly, it's also crystal clear. I started talking about men's gloves as we're Where's walking Where's the glove by section there. over here, Fred? Is it this way? We just kept walking. <laughs> did not acknowledge or point to Fred. We were right. Ne- you did it. Why do no, you think? No. How hard is it? walking by. There he is. Please. How hard is it to make me go, oh, my God. <laughs> Very. And you did it with an earshot and with a slap of the hand. His name was never mentioned. Like the time I... Went up the escalator at the Arizona it's a legitimate Center. question that could happen at Nordy's. Brady's at the top of the escalator. <laughs> Brady occasionally tries to kick me in the nuts and make me cringe, and he's Mr. I don't like being uncomfortable. <laughs> My ass. At the top of the escalator, it was 1999, meeting Brady for lunch. The food court. My friend Colin and my friend Jim are with me. Now, Jim is a Korean-American. Brady stands at the top, and once again, you know Brady's trying to make me uncomfortable when he gives the Shecky Green Catskill clap. How you guys doing? What are you in the mood for today? Catskill clap. Little gook food? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and it was for Wilson's. It was at Wilson's expense. Wilson's enjoyment. <laughs> I'm just playing around unless Wilson really wants it. <laughs> and I again went, oh, my God. Come on. 
We beat him once. We'll beat him again. <laughs> so yes, Brady is the the one that Shanda says. He seems reasonable and should run for my surrounds. <laughs> Hilarious. That's why I never say I'm the most moral man. You don't have to, Brady. You don't have you to. Did. You don't have to. You don't have to. You wear it on your sleeve like Shanda and her education. Since I just tuned in, I already know this bitch doesn't do anything for her man or ex-man. Stay in the kitchen. Make me a sandwich. <laughs> If she's under 300 pounds, I'll take one for the team and calm her down with my Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) And then I think this does it. G is right. Says, I'm no gynecologist, but I can recognize a (laughs) when I see one. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And it's a good point, Christopher. Brady seems to be the one that should get away from me. Maybe get closer (laughs) to Fred Goldman again. (laughs) It's the joke that never dies. Probably it was. It was passing it forward because a couple of weeks before that, I'm walking with a buddy of mine, and he does that to me. Oh, you stole it! It's hack. Yeah, you're basically <laughs> saying, and for the first time since this story's been told, that it wasn't your idea. You're blaming another man for this glorious maneuver. I don't believe you. He's trying to look good for Shanda. Mm-hmm. Complimenting. He's covering mm-hmm. himself. And saying, I didn't come up with that on my own. I couldn't. I couldn't. This is why we call you the most moral man in the Phoenix. Is because you're I acting like... I didn't this know was, he worked there. This was... Oh, stop, stop it. Let me get... Well, if I'm going to give credit, that Brian Landauer. You're Thank you, Brian. You're throwing it under Landauer. Yeah. Gets thrown yeah. under the bus here. Good one. This is why you're the most moral man. You're like, I could never possibly think of that myself. Not with my pristine Mr. Clean Brain. You but did he- that on your own. But in fairness, he did not do what I did. Which was he to... mentioned it as we're walking by. Hey, there's where there's Fred Goldman. Fred Goldman. You came right up with the glove like, line. Holy crap! You had the glove. That line. is him. You got super comfortable in seven days. Yeah. So then I concocted <laughs> the uh, the glove thing for you. I read your email yesterday after your hideous crime to Emily <laughs> uh, Brady. If you don't know, the most moral man, and this is why you're the most moral man, uh, made a mess on Emily's desk. Emily is a girl that uh, oh, yeah. has a desk by the front door that we walk in. And uh, he threw his bag of Dunkin' Munchkins and a huge coffee at her desk instead of in the trash as he, um, you know, like <clears throat> like a raccoon in the trash. He was eating. There was not a lot of time to clean up. So he just chucked it at Emily's desk, evidently, and, and ended up putting the cup in the trash can along with the bag of Munchkins that was the remnant. It's the wastebasket hoop. You it, know, you're right. shooting. You're taking a couple shots. The first one as you walk in. Yeah. So uh, Emily's given everybody the fifth degree a, a couple days ago about who threw Bad this stuff away too. and who made a mess on my desk. And Brady says to her face for no reason, <laughs> the bag of donuts. Yeah, that's mine. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts coffee cup. I don't, that's with, not me. With ice still in it? Flat, I don't know who did that. Flat and utter lie to her face because he didn't realize that in his feeding frenzy he had made a huge mess. He didn't want to take credit for that. He got home or whatever. I don't know if you did it on your phone or if you got home and you just couldn't take the, my f- the pressure. Yeah. Emails Emily. I don't know why I lied to you, but I did. And he didn't say lie. He said fibbed because that makes himself feel better that it's not a lie. It's a fib. I don't know why I fibbed. I have sinned against you. And, I- and he basically was saying it Subject is. Subject said confession. It's all mine. I, I, I don't know what happened. And then so Emily's like, uh, I said, do you forgive him? And she goes, well, it does seem sort of stupid. And I'm like, well, it's the stupidest thing a man can do, which is like, oh, yeah, that's all mine. I'm sorry. Did I make a mess? And then just clean it. But Brady just got scared of Emily. And again, Emily is a little bit frightened. She's heavily armed. 
well, we, QAnon. I'm not super pushing proud that. boy. Yeah, don't push with. Well, him. it's exactly what happened. Like you said yesterday, when when we were walking, Brady and I were walking downstairs, and she, hey, hey, yeah, oh yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa oh, what's yeah. up? No, and she was yeah. mad. She was not happy, and you should be unhappy when somebody chucks coffee and donuts yeah. at your desk and leaves it there. Well, and she asked me, she goes, "Who, who has Dunkin' Donuts?" My, not me. I get my coffee here. Well, I don't she know. asked me. I, I tried to blame Castellax. You know, Brady, so. Brady did that. <laughs> he admitted that the bag is his. Well, then the cup's his too. It's from Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, you should see her look when I was saying it was just the bag. It's just such a bad lie. Like, really? Well, and that's what I told her yesterday. I go, I'm like, see? yes, Mom, I, I didn't such a break the lamp. Lie. I told her that yesterday. I go, see, I told you it wasn't me. She goes, I knew it the minute he's just changed <laughs> yeah, the subject lied. mid, mid uh, ah. yelling. <laughs> oh, so about this car. Uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. So. I like you. I don't want to make you mad. <laughs> anyway. It was, so that's wor- why. it was the worst tap dancing I've done. In it's terrible. It was not. It, wasn't, uh, it was 50 years. There's, Brady. there's, there's your victim. <laughs> Picture of Fred Goldman. Put on a few pounds. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is there anything you won't say yeah, to that no guy? Kidding. What a dick. <laughs> what an asshole. I wasn't talking about you him. You know, he's probably eating a lot of pain, Brady. I wasn't talking about him. <laughs> the wife? He looks thin. I don't know. <laughs> Fred may have had a kidney replaced or something. That's a lot of swelling. <laughs> I won't. He looks good. I, stop it. You can't do that. <laughs> Put on a lot of weight. Looks sharp. Well, of course, Brady would say that. I think it's a good shape. This oval you've become. Don't sit in any walls. All the king's horsemen won't be able to do anything about it. Anyway, uh, it's 626. Thank you, Shanda, again. One less thing I got to do if you keep writing these glorious emails to us. I can just do a whole show of this stuff. Let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800. A good one! And we'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! It's out of control now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thank you, Mike and the Molotovs. Shanda's getting beat up pretty good. And I'm one to uh, definitely throw fire on that. Gas. (laughs) Gas on that fire, sorry. Uh, This one is... uh, Show's definitely not for the Gilbert mom, but I sure am glad they're listening and participating. Hey, ladies, it's easy. Change the channel. Oh, but that's not the society we live in today. I love it. And then Phil says, tell Dead Poet Society she can eat a bag of D's. <laughs> we all know why she's got an ex. She should be glad uh, she tricked him long enough to even get married and have a life for a while. That's true, Phil. Well done. Well said. And then I got this uh, uh, email, which I think it might be accurate. It says, by the way, her name is actually Anda. It's not Shanda. But after years of her husband going, Shanda, <laughs> she just changed it to counter it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Anyway, Shanda, you got beat up pretty good on there. That was our response. You asked what will the response be. That was the response. You're hated, and it's your fault. So I look forward to your next email because I'm sure you 
furiously firing it off to your editor now. Got the thesaurus all fired up, ready to go. She's got Microsoft Word thesaurus and flowery word apps that she can throw together. Maybe ChatGPT helps. And to her husband, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I, I don't know how you tolerate. She probably said she's probably fun in her twenties. In her thirties, she's probably fun again. And then, and then now this. Now, speaking of people who aren't getting along, did you see this? This I kind of am a fan of. Now, I don't agree with this, but this dude deserves some sort of compensation for what happened. He's in England. He and his wife are getting divorced. And in the divorce, you know, a lot of the times there is an unfair attack of the male side. Again, I've always said this, whether you like it or not, Shanda, it's true. When speaking of divorce, the semantics of he lost half, she got half rings really loud to me uh it's very rarely the other way around what did you get a woman's friends will ask what did you lose a men's friends will ask very rarely is a woman quote cut in half i have friends who are like you've been cut in half four times i'm like it's it's a semantics thing but it does feel like the man usually loses and the woman usually gets as times uh, kind of evolve, that is changing a little. A lot of times the ladies will get half, but still looked at as a man is weak if he takes half of his wife's earnings. It's like, oh, you're a man. Go out and get your own. And I agree with that. But I think if we're going to be equal, that's where it should be. This dude and his wife are getting divorced, and sometimes divorce will get messy. You start to split the money. Sometimes you don't want to split the money. Whatever. This dude wants 1.2 million pounds. It's in England, so it's a couple million bucks. Uh, for the kidney he gave her while they were married. <laughs> or he wants his kidney back. Now, that, the fun part of that is, she can't, once you give it to her, it's hers. Yeah. But the doctor said, if in fact, like in, in the case the doctor said, if in fact, and the dude's response is classic, we did take her kidney out, she'd have to go on dialysis and it could kill her. And he goes, okay. <laughs> that was that's how bad this divorce has gotten. He's like, yeah, but I want my kidney back, or I want one point two million British pounds. That's going right for a kidney nowadays. Yeah, and he even said, he said, look, and he gave it to her in two thousand five. He goes, our marriage wasn't going great then, and he said, but first off, I wanted to save her life. He goes, her health issues were a big reason why we weren't getting along. Her health issues were a big reason why things had started to go the wrong direction uh, emotionally. He was trying to be understanding, and he said, but the first things first, after several rejected uh, options, uh, it became clear that I could save her life. So I did that in an effort to not only save her life, but to also potentially save the marriage. She went on in their kind of messy marriage. It wasn't that great, and he's accusing her of having an affair. Now, if you've got someone else's organ in you, and you know what I mean by that, not you can't have <laughs> she, someone else's organ in you. She if, had it, it, yeah, if you have an organ in you from somebody else that was medically put there and another one that was voluntarily put there, you're messing things up. You should probably give the first organ back. If you've got a body part in you that belongs to someone else, you owe them forever, right? N- not when it's gifted. <laughs> no, no, no. You owe them forever. If I you gave you think, my kidney, you, think. you better be extra tolerant of the days I'm not too nice. They, you can't have beef with me like you do everyone else. I get a pass. I have the VIP access to you. Now, I can't abuse you and I can't be mean to you on purpose saying, hey, I gave you a kidney because that gets old. 
But instead of being angry at me, what you can do is just go, I just can't hang out with a guy who gave me a kidney. Most of the time, someone who gives you a kidney, probably going to stay nice forever. They don't do it as leverage. But if I gave you a kidney, Brady, yeah. you'd probably be pretty into me for the rest of your life. Like, that guy is yeah, the thank, salt of the earth. You, but, you know, Maybe I, the greatest person alive, which you probably should think now anyway. Well, Shanda does. Shanda certainly yeah. thinks Brady that. But if you give someone a kidney, that's it. And if you divorce someone who gave you their kidney, you're extra good about the settlement. If you're being mean during a divorce settlement and you're walking around with that dude's good kidney, you knock a few bucks off of the settlement, I think. If you gave Mathiah a kidney and she goes, all right, now I want this and I want your car. I'm like, wait a second. What about the kidney? Oh, that's old. That's mine now. You're horrible. I saved your life. Oh, yeah. You knock a few bucks off the top. That should just be, that should, somewhere in a legal book, that should be there. That says, all right, he gave you a kidney. That immediately, you get like 30% less. It's like a Walmart sale. You would think, you would think, again, on situations like that, that a person would do that. You would hope so. Yeah. (laughs) You would hope a person who's got your kidney in them and would be dead without it. Would be like, look, I'm going to cut you some slack on the whole divorce thing. I'm not going to make this hard. And just like they tried to, um, they tried to modify it a little bit. They're saying, all right, because you could be married for one year and the guy is completely loaded. And she goes, I want half of. We're not working out after a year. Right. I'm getting half. Do you sure. Think, eh. You know, most people would say you'd look at it like That's a man's I probably mistake. wouldn't do that. Man's mistake. Dude should have known she was such a bitch. Even her own kidneys didn't want to hang around. (laughs) Man, our listeners are on point today. I mean, thoroughly and utterly on point. It's different than just a regular marriage where the divorce settlement gets crazy. Yeah. She took your kidney to live. Lung, kidney, any sort of heart, even a blood transfusion that kept you alive. You're kind of like, well, I can't ever be that mad at that guy. You can never say the words... You know, he gave me his kidney, but I'm tired of that guy. It just can't happen in your head. You have to reset every time you get a little pissed off and go, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that guy's kidney. Now, if you're giving Amazing your kidney, that he did. Well, he'd, be, he'd be a complete jerk if he didn't, but even though the... No, he wouldn't. It sounded like the, the relationship was on Rocky Road to begin with. Right, and he still said, you know what, this... There's enough... Her health I, I, issues are why we're not doing drive well. drive there. Her health issues are not making us better, and I can help her. I can save her life. Whether it works out or not, I can help this person I care about live. And then she, if it's true, decides to get a boyfriend on top of it all, and then come back and say, no, 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 regular divorce proceedings, no, no, 30% off, that's minimum to me. If Lerner and Rowe could get this in writing, or you know, whoever else, any divorce specialist that come out there and say, you know, if he gave you a kidney... 30% off of the settlement. And he doesn't owe you any month to month, by the way. Maybe you split everything down the middle, but no alimony payments, no, uh, I got used to a certain lifestyle. You have a lifestyle of breathing Earth's air because of my kidney. Take that to your next job. Another lesson for guys, you, you know, it's not, you can't be a mechanic. You, you can't fix it. Well, you can, technically, a human body, no, you which can't. is what they he did. They have to fix themselves. Oh, right. But when her kidney's failing, yeah. that's and, not about her fixing herself. That's you going, oh, my God, this will save her life? Sure, I'll do that. If she's a mental basket case later, that has nothing to do with it. She and, still took your kidney. Right. So you but did it took, fix took her. took the kidney, 
fixed her physically, sure. but he was hoping that would sure. fix the other and things. And maybe you would do the same if your yeah. marriage is in trouble because of health reasons. Yeah. And she takes your kidney and you're like, is it? and it, you know, here we are in 2024. This was 2005. And that's what so, I was saying know, in the beginning. Time. There's obviously enough drive there to say, you know what? I'm not saying, no, I'm not giving you my kidney. You'd feel worse about that after that. Well, you'd probably you get divorced like after that. You're a great that. match. Right. Then you're going to do it. You're more than likely getting divorced. Like, I don't like her enough to give me the kidney. Then you shouldn't be married to her. Right. It's not they can put the kidney back in him. Right. So he it's just the wants money or nothing. He yeah. just wants, he hates her. Just going to put it in a jar. And I don't blame him. I'm on his side. Oh, yeah. If I gave you a kidney and you started asking me for loans, I wouldn't like you anymore. Look, I know you gave me a kidney, but can I hit you up for a few bucks? Like, we're done here. He should have been more practical when he said, all right, I'm going to give you my kidney. But we're, it's going to be um, a loan. That kidney's worth $1 million, so you gradually have to pay me back on that. So have, have a contract, contract set up? Yeah, yeah. If he's a, a Someone said man. that, uh, so did you hear uh, Brady, who sounds like your nose, when he said, if you have another body part in you from someone else, you owe them for the rest of your life? And Brady said, well, not your whole life. <laughs> did you just uh, put an end date on the... You don't think you owe that person forever? Like, if I gave you a kidney, it wouldn't be like till the time he dies, that guy's got a little special place. No, I said, yeah, you oh, know, okay. but I was saying, how can you, you know, if it's not financially, you say, you, you can oh. always say, hey, if it wasn't for you, I, I owe you my life. Right. But how, how can you show that the whole time? Uh, just verbally, you're saying, by constantly Thank you. being accepting of that person. So long as yeah. they're not taking advantage of the fact that they gave you a kidney. And most people who hand you an internal organ aren't sitting back going, well, what's in it for me for the next 30 years? That's not happening. Well, now this guy's coming back and saying right, he's scorned. Right, because it's a divorce. Yep. Well, he's scorned, but she's also being a bitch. He thought for sure he'd get a discount for the kidney thing. And he should. Period. End of story. There's no argument to me. If I gave you a kidney, we're cutting a deal. Well, what about the kidney? All oh, right, there was the kidney issue. Right, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> That's what I was saying yeah, to yeah. Brett, which is pricky. Like, going, I'll give you this kidney, but it's worth uh, one point, you know, from the get go. He didn't say that in the beginning. No, that's right. what I'm saying. That's Why the only you way you could get that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why always got to bring up the past? Like, well, uh huh. You owe me money. You do now. Bitch took my kidney. Damn right. Absolutely. You walk away with a kidney of mine and start asking for more. You're going to get a fight. End of story. You think you, most guys feel like that won't hold up in court. Yes, it will. It's holding up right now. That's why it's a story. Is right no, now. The, no, she's not. He's well, not getting he's the kidney back. He's, right. They're in the divorce proceedings. They won't value that. They won't put a value. I don't. They put a one point two. How can million you put a value on, on a gift? It's not a gift. It's his kidney. It was a. Uh, it is if hers he's now. Giving his kidney, and he's saying he's gifting her his kidney. Right, and he's saying that's worth about one point two million pounds in the divorce settlement. But is you, there a Kelly Blue Book on, if you've been, uh, on if, body parts? If I mean, you've I, ever, how do you figure that been out? Been through a divorce, you yeah. will be oh, no, shocked and blown away at what value is put on what. When you're like, right, really, I, we I, can't I, agree on this. Mine turned into a big mess over commissions on selling the house back to myself. <laughs> She's like, well, we would have paid those commissions. I'm like, or we or we wouldn't have. We would have gotten a deal. I'm like, no, we wouldn't have. I got to buy this back from you. But and the value things, just dropped the certain yeah. amount of money for the commissions we would have had to pay a real estate agent if I wasn't being cool about this. But certain things, again, when it comes down to a gift, like the wedding ring, I spent whatever. 
And some dudes fight for that. $40,000 on a wedding ring, and they'll yeah. want that, right? No, that was a gift. You no, can't get and that some, back. I know a guy who got his money back for an $83,000 ring. He got the, the value of the ring as it stood. If she was going to keep it, he got the uh, prorated value half of that on the ring. If Which ended up being declared, like fourteen thousand yeah. bucks, but still that had to be declared, you know, as a uh, an asset for both. You of better them. if you've got a wedding ring of value, you better get it insured and declare it for something. Because if she loses it, well, you're but out. You, I don't think you can. On yeah, you I can. Know. I have mine. You have yours insured and registered and all that and valued. Always, you should take your wedding ring and do that just in case but it goes away. It belongs to her, though. It does, it? but you can also. Like, I'm not going to be that person that does yeah. it. But if I spend a hundred grand on a wedding ring, you're an idiot. And she's walking away with that to sell it. That's an asset. Everything. There's no such thing you as you can a put gift. a value on it. Yes, absolutely. Every single thing in your marriage is split in half. At least in this state, it's split in half when you go through all that stuff. You just sit back and say, "All right, there are no gifts. This is half, and that's half." And if you want to be cool, say, "Yeah, I got you that as a gift. That's yours." Yeah. But if you're saying no. If we're being dicks to each other, everything that we have of value is now going to be split in half. Yeah. Yeah, you should always assess that. But if I gave you a kidney, I know you'd be upset about it. If you gave Ronnie a kidney and she's like, eh, that's enough of you, and also I'm going to hit you, you'd be like, are you kidding me? I, you would, the first thing you'd say and you'd have every right to is, I gave her a kidney. She wants more. She's bleeding me. She's sucking the bone marrow on me. And you'd be right. And the way it works, unfortunately, it is. It comes down to assets. They don't care how the situation happened. No lawyer cares, but he's going to look at that and and go, he did give you a kidney. Oh, the court would care about that. If she's asking for extra and he's like, look, I'm not giving her that. She's got a million and a half dollars. I I know it's in court and he's asking for it right now. I just don't think he'll. He's not getting a million, too, but I like that it's in there. And all I'm saying is I'm not trying to, you know, whittle it down to whether it'll happen or not. I'm saying he's got a right to it. You give you can someone understand an, how he's pissed the off. The point being, Absolutely. if you give somebody an internal organ, that mother owes you. What about you don't ex- ever owe them again, ever. All the loans you might be backwards on, forgiven. Everything about the once the kidney exchange happens, that dude goes back into platinum bullet credit status, and it can't really change. Well, what about external body parts? What if you buy her a set of well, cans? <laughs> Some dudes have fought for those. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. They have, yeah. and they and they you probably lose. You get half. Yeah. You can get half back if you all have. A, if it gets to the point where you're splitting everything, you can. I gave you this, and it co- it comes back. So you'll like, get nine grand this, back or something. If you pay for somebody's schooling, like a full college education, you can go and say, "I paid for schooling and this and that." That's coming off the top. At least to prorate this, prorate that. It can get it can get real. That's why divorces sometimes take four years. Yeah, because you're sitting there arguing over. Well, I'm not going to pay you. 12 grand a month when I gave you school and gave you the opportunity to go, so now you're out. So that school thing comes off the top here of what that one, all that other stuff. But that's why dudes get so mad. That's why they always say, get a lawyer immediately. Don't try to do this on your own. And a lot of times when you're kind of like I was when it was kind of easy to split early in the day, when I did mine, it was like, this is simple. We're going to go 50-50 on everything. Whatever you want, you can have stuff, but I'm keeping the house and you do this and there's not going to be any money. We were going to just make it cut and dry easy on each other. But it could have gotten sloppy real fast. And it started to with that commission thing. Yeah, I mean, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt are still married. It's been five years since they fired. Figuring out the Nierval. Trying uh, to figure out. Vineyard. Who gets this, what wine you had there. It it comes down to that vineyard thing. I think, yeah, but it's taken years. that's forever. Yeah. I give you a kidney, it's a hell of a lot more important than a 
freaking winery. Dogs. Everybody goes nuts over that stuff. Yeah. You give somebody an internal organ, that stuff's done. That person is gold credit forever. Brett, if you ever give me a kidney, you know I'll never give you grief. Brady might. <laughs> Sounds like Brady might. But I won't. That was a gift. See ya. What the? I want something. No, I'm not. I mean, but I'm also not. It's like uh, feeling like, oh, you're going to always, that person is always going to look at you that you owe me. You're in, you know, you're into me, basically. You do, though. You do. You do owe them. But you're not going to borrow money from a guy that's going to, and then you pay him back. He's like, well, I did this for you back then. You know, that that type of guy that's going to be Like I said, Brady, if he's using it as leverage, he's a bad person. Most people who give you an internal organ aren't going to start doing it to get loans forgiveness. Right. That's my point. But if. If you do it, and then that person you gave the kidney to starts to screw you over, that kidney's coming back up in the argument. There should be at least maybe a three-year guarantee. You're telling me if you gave me a kidney. Appreciation. And then I start screwing you it's over. It's not a car. It doesn't depreciate. Right. right. <laughs> it, I, I, it does in Brady's body. If, I gave, if you gave me a kidney and I start screwing you over and treating you like garbage, the first thing you're thinking to yourself isn't the kidney. Yeah, you're disappointed. You're disappointed. Person. The first thing that comes to your brain after, like, this guy's being a dick to me. I gave him a kidney. It's a, you may not outwardly do it, but as the giver of a kidney, you would always be like, that dude kind of needs yeah. to always be nice to me, constantly be kind to me. Yeah, and she's banging some other dude with her his kidney in there. It's terrible. I hope he gets it all yeah. and the kidney back. Give him the money and the kidney back. I just love that when the doctor in the, the you know, eh, you know, you take it back. She goes on dialysis and dies. It's probably not reasonable. The guy's like, maybe not to you. <laughs> Seems pretty reasonable to me. I think I want my belongings back. Divorce is such a great thing. That's the thing about like in, when Harry met Sally, when he argues and says, you'll be blown away at how big a fight there's going to be over this stupid, ugly ass wagon wheel table. <laughs> that, and it's like. It's After true. the fact, now, imagine if the that's a kidney. Is, uh, rarely said it's a great thing, but you realize how good it is when you finally get out of it. But oh, it's, it's amazing. It's, a, it's amazing. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's <laughs> having been through it. Yep, it's amazing. Oh. It's I put amazing. it right up there with going to see Doctor Lynn. Uh, I mean, it's a top, it's it's a top five. And you yes. were pretty fortunate on both. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, had, yeah, we, we been, both came out. Like but the said, reason why I just like to be ten years into it and you still aren't settled. We were cool. I don't think you'd be saying. Oh that no, 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 because we were cool though. Yeah, we were cool and basically said yeah. uh, everything you represent in life isn't worth fighting for. So if you want all this stuff, I'm fine. What, whatever it costs to make you go away is worth it, and then freedom happened like immediately. It's like a Bronx tale. Cost you twenty dollars to, to never, never have to deal to with that person. person. You're again in your life. When you say it like that, it's yeah. like a Hallmark card. It is. <laughs> I think Doug Hopkins said that to me once. I may, I may be uh, attributing the quote incorrectly, so don't hold me to it if Doug never said this, but I think it was him. Uh, and I said, uh, was your divorce hard? And he goes, best money I ever spent. <laughs> the best investment I ever made. I think that's what he... I, it may not have been Doug now that I'm thinking about it. It may have also been Doug. I don't remember. Somebody uh, hilarious said it to me. And I laughed and laughed and laughed. <laughs> 
I said, John, after listening to this kidney discussion, how the hell are you the one that's considered a Jew and Brady Bogenstein is right next to you hoarding the kidney? <laughs> now, this is a gift. We're never going to mention this again. What, the kidney I gave you? Right. That's over now. No, it's not. It. it no. <laughs> Brady Bogenstein. <laughs> the kidney that's in you is kind of the elephant in the room forever. I don't need you to fawn all over me, but you can't get mad at me anymore. That's basically the rule. That's kind of it. It's not the thanks for dinner. <laughs> right. See you next time. Right. It's like when you loan somebody a bunch of money or, you you know, I've, I've actually been in a situation where I gave somebody money to keep their pet alive. One of those deals where, but you know, they're kind of like, there is the side of it that 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 could happen. You're sure. that money sure. saying, I'm not going to have this guy. Right. But I've paid somebody's house bill to keep him in a house. And they uh, got back on their feet and everything's fine. And for every time I talk to them, pretty much, they're like, man, I wouldn't even be in this situation if it wasn't for your help. And I'm like, ah, that's why I did it. And, and you're we, good. And, and we have those situations left and right. You find out the, the givers and the takers. That's exactly right. Yep. And you don't want to find out you got a taker on your hands. Sucking up one of your internal <laughs> organs, Brady. <laughs> It would be the if, first thing you thought of every single time I made a snide comment towards you that you didn't like if I'm sitting here with one of your kidneys in my body. I would be so unbelievably kind at all times. I'd be getting you coffee and drinks. I'm like, Brady, what do you need? Because the reason I'm walking over to the fridge in the first place is because of you. Thanks for that kidney. Oh, you don't have to go on. You'd love every second. You look cold. You need a blankie? I would like a blanket. You're getting one. Kidney given, kidney giver. Not me. Give me some money, bro. You already gave me a kidney. What's money? This guy. <laughs> You'd be mad immediately. Give me that million two pounds or my kidney back. Could set a whole new precedence on the divorce proceedings. It would. Now, organs are in the in the run for an asset. Sure. And also, you have to be careful uh, pissing off dude who you got an organ from. Because guess who's going to look like the hero in court? Not you. Yep. Now you. Now he's bringing up you had an affair. You were mean to him. And the only thing that I'm thinking is, wow, I gave you a kidney. What a bitch. And now it's not only news in your little, you know, tiny little Bradbury upon thump town of England. It's all the way here in Phoenix. It's national news. <laughs> you lose. I should give her name out. Another one that was funny uh, yesterday was Steven Tyler's uh, sexual assault case is dropped. Three, it's oh, been really? dropped. Yeah, and the better part is is that when you read the details, all he did was kiss her, like kind of get a little handsy at a party with her, and then pretend to hump her, like dry hump her a little bit. And the judge was like, you were under no threat here. You, you were playing along. And if you had a problem with this in 1970, you can't say somebody dry. And that's my argument. Like, you can't say somebody dry humped you in 1975 and then 50 years later go, I feel like that was a life-altering event and everything else. At least lie and say he raped you. If you're going to go to these extremes, dry humping's not going anywhere in court at all. At least make up a story. If you told me I got dry humped by Steven Tyler in 1975 right now, I'd be like, I'd, I'd try to give you a high five. I'm like, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. I'm like, no, it was a life-altering thing. I'm like, mm, you should be over it by now. 50 years, you should be over it. I mean, and his attorney's like, man, if they would have said, yes, that's guilty, the dry humping that you did at parties. <laughs> right. Wow. That's, well, right. Just like air humping or whatever. But it was, up, I oh. think she was 17 
I mean, there's an age thing and whatever, but still. But we, and that was the one that was traveling with him, right? Right. She was following him around. Her parents were like, yes, it's fine. You can Be tour honest. with him. If you can't get over Steven Tyler grabbing your cans in 1970, pre-Carter administration, uh, and in the 2020s, you're like, I got to do something about this. Eh, you should be over it by now. Hell, I'll let him grab my cans. Me too. I'd, I'd wear those badge of honor. You see Steven Tyler's yeah, dry. I'd let, him dry, I'd let Grandma Tyler dry hump <laughs> me right now in the hallway. Maybe even full wet hump too. Penetration, whatever Steven needs. He's a legend. You respect that. And in 75, Dream On was out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you let that dude grab your cans. It would be an honor, Mr. Tyler, for me to give you a tug here in the van. Yeah, that's right. I'm giving it to you. Shanda's pending pen right now. <laughs> pen oh, away, yeah. Shanda. That's why Steven Tyler didn't dry hump you. He saw the writing on the wall. It's too flowery. John, you're absolutely correct. If you gave me a kidney, I'd blow you once a week. And I'm straight. <laughs> exactly. You owe the kidney giver. Period. End of story. I went to a... Uh, a organ donation thing because my uncle got parted out when he died and they gave his lungs to somebody and i think we met the person that got his lungs i'm pretty sure my aunt did and we're at this big they have it every year evidently they have this get together for people with phony organs and the family of the dead person that gave them to him and the families owe the person who like the they'll go out of their way to say like the kid with the new heart who's now a phillies fan it was a little weird like the guy who died was a huge phillies fan and then when the kid got the heart they didn't know who it was, but the kids started to like the Phillies, which is kind of a neat little aside, maybe a little manufactured. I didn't necessarily buy the truth of it, but kid dug the Phillies, finds out that the donor was a massive Philly fan. And I'm like, oh, I'd rather have a new heart again than be a Phillies fan. But that's a here, there, there. And then they met for the first time in the thing. And the family still feels like they owe the surviving family, like whatever you guys ever need, ever. And I'm like, they were like crazy giving. My uncle's lung was a maybe he got the lung of my Uncle Bob. And this dude comes over and goes, if I have his, I swear to you, I I will stand. I will take a bullet for you forever. And I owe you that my aunt's like, I didn't do anything. It's like, no, you didn't. But he did. It was crazy. Forever. And then my aunt's like, well, I could use a little, you know, my husband died. So. Not, not with, that right guy now. Guy with a new not lung. That. Right down. Just right down on her. Right there at the festival. Right at the... <laughs> if you need me to... Hey, no, Angus, if that's, if that's what you want, that's what you get. It was... Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that organ donation thing, that's no joke to me. You hand that over. And you're like... You're getting everything. You're never paying for a drink again. They say that about baseball players in Chicago. Once you're a good Chicago Cub or White Sox, you never pay for a meal again. Oh, yeah. It should happen with the kidneys. Frank Thomas, Ryan Sandberg, they don't buy anything when they're in Chicago. When Mark Grace goes yeah. back. He's never bought a drink in Dude. Chicago, ever. A meal, Mark Grace has never purchased a meal in Chicago, ever. If he has, it's because he had to fight to do it. <laughs> There's constantly people trying to do that. Now, if Mark Grace gave you a kidney, you probably have a couple of issues with that kidney, I'm guessing. That you buy him drinks everywhere in any place, Chicago or otherwise. That's something this city needs to do. Randy Johnson should never have to buy a drink in Phoenix ever, ever. He should constantly be handed food and drinks and things like that. Our sports people are just like our uh, kidney <laughs> donators. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think it's worth about a million pounds of British money. Brady's really upset me here. I don't know if I can trust him anymore. Brady's clearly like once the, once the kidneys in the don't, transaction that's is me, over. Man. Don't accept any gifts. Drive it off a lot. You drive so it off a lot. Loser. It's over. It's over. I don't appreciate it. I didn't say Thanks that. For nothing. I didn't say that. But you fought mighty hard for the opposition in that one, Shanda Junior. <laughs> Why she likes it? Malignant. Did you guys are so much on the wrong. Humanity. Crazy. Brady Bogenstein. <laughs> that I liked a lot. <laughs> Uh, let's get a, a wake-up song. What do you got on the big board of musical treats there, Bert? Wake-up song brought to you by Action Ride Shop. Hitting the trails, hitting the slopes, it's all there at Action Ride Shop. Get your skis, your boots, your bindings, or anything and everything you need for your mountain bike. You need that old bike tuned up. They got the best wrenches in town. Right there on Gilbert Road and Southern, actionrideshop.com is where you're going to go. This guy says, who the hell pays more than a few thousand bucks on a ring? 83 grand? Dude. You'd be blown away at what some dudes pay for a wedding ring. Oh, I know. Idiots. And the rule is three-month salary. <laughs> Dreaming. No way. R- the rule created by a jeweler. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, obviously by a guy selling diamonds. But, I mean, said. we bought into it. Yep. And we Get ate it up. And while. you start looking at that. If you start making any money at all, that ring gets up to a hundred grand, 200 grand. Fast for some people. Oh, yeah. Uh, that idiot on TikTok I was looking at yesterday, that uh, Jack Doherty makes $750,000 a month. If he adheres to the rule, that ring is fairly pricey. I know a lady who got an eight-carat diamond ring for her wedding and was one of, like, two people on the planet who's ever had a wedding at Fenway Park. <laughs> the dude spent... Jagillions on this thing, and the the ring is massive. Crazy! It's a headlight. Carrots. It's a headlight. It's an LED headlight. It's from Rigid. These people put it together. It's you can see at night with that. You can see the stars. Yeah, I'm with this guy though. Thousand, few thousand for the ring. Yeah, she should be appreciative. I think it should be a string. A real woman would allow you to have like a lifesaver on her finger because it's about what it represents, not about how much it costs. My friend whose wife is no longer with us, not because he did anything about it. He's not OJ or anything. But he gave his grandma's ring to his fiance. It was passed down two generations. It was his grandmother's and his mother's. And his father died. And he got the ring to give to his woman. And when he did it, he put it on her. And she's showing it to her friends. And I was there. And the one girl goes, oh, you can have that all redone. And she goes, yeah, I'm going to get rid of all this. It's so dated. And I remember him getting pissed off, oh, walking around in, a, in this mall, and her friends are telling her what she can do and how to move the jewels and how this goes. And like, that's his grandma's ring. Yeah. Like, that has sentimental value way beyond, like, how it looks, whether it's dated or not. And they can add some stones on the side. Oh, that's going to be beautiful. Like, it's not yours to mess with. Give it back. And he should have. Oh, we absolutely should have. Is this OJ? Yeah. Your friend OJ, does this... Uh... <laughs> it was not. No. She's gone now. I think he got the ring back. The hard way. My brother's wife got the gram- grandma's ring. Yeah. Did she complain about it? No. Nope. Did she change it? Nope. But, yeah. the, you know, I think they helped to communicate about that, too. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I was wondering if you'd want wow. this ring if I... Didn't you do that? Yeah, Matthias got my grandma's you, you, yeah, ring. Yeah, get your grandma's ring. That's yeah. right. And she didn't try to change no, it. She's she probably touched it. by it. No, right? yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. it's a touching yep. sentiment. 
This guy says, I anonymously donated my kidney to a girl at Phoenix Children's Hospital 12 years ago. I'm a drinker. I bet she grew up an alcoholic. I don't know if that's real. I don't know if your kidneys will do that, but it's a Philly fan thing. <laughs> ah. This guy says, you did something for me, John, once when I needed it at the lowest, lowest time of my life. Uh, I definitely owe you. I equate it as the same thing as giving me your heart. Without you, I wouldn't be here today. See? That's from me, and I'm a prick. <laughs> I helped this guy out of a jam. Yeah, take that, Shonda. Yeah. And he owes me forever and ever. Why? I could steal his car, and he'd do nothing about it, and I'm thinking about it. I don't know what kind of car you've got, but uh, if it's nice, I might take it. That would be a dick move. Hey, I remember the time I saved your life. You owe me. You should probably give me that car. It's nice. Okay. That's better. <laughs> I, mean, I, gave that, I gave that guy a kidney. Hey, the car's mine now. People who do that very rarely ask for tag backs. If they did, they'd be dicks. But you should always be in reverence to them. Take a knee. Brady, quit being so high and mighty about the kidney donation. All right, on the list, a uh, <laughs> bunch of songs for Shanda. Uh, James Brown, It's a Man's World. <laughs> Ozzy Crazy Train, Cult of Personality, Seven Dust Bitch, which uh, seems to be, we've had a couple for that. Uh, Prong, Whose wow. Fist Is It Anyway for Shanda. Uh, Stupid Girl, Drowning Pool, Enemy. Not necessarily. Yeah. Uh, and then Slayer announced they were getting back together south of heaven. What? There. Yeah, they're oh, doing yeah. a couple shows, a couple festival oh, shows. Oh, my God. Uh, I, hang on a second. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can hear it. Yeah, the reservations oh, yeah. are doing the dance. Oh, Did yeah. they do any ceremonies where they danced and made that like the Slayer reunion Isn't that dance? every? <laughs> I think that's everyone. Yeah, I think every time I drove by out there uh, by uh, McDowell in the 202, I heard that. Yeah, well, I, when I drove by Gilbert Ortega the other day, he was out they there. They were doing, doing that, too? Yeah, yeah. They were doing the Slayer get-back-together yes. ceremony? Is that what happened? That's uh, Downtown, they had the big uh, hoops ceremony. Yeah. Maybe one of them was a, not a rain dance, but a Slayer. Yeah, two shows. Raining blood dance. Two shows they're doing. Unbel- Are they coming here? Uh, no. Chicago, Chicago and Louisville, I think. Well, that's too close together. You can't have Chicago and Louisville. Well, they're they're big-ass the festivals. Riot Fest riot in Fest Chicago. Oh, uh, they're at a festival. Wow. It's not a tour as of yet. I do not want to be at the Slayer one time only show. Nope. <laughs> there I'm out. is nothing and I don't I'm not a big Slayer fan, but the last thing I want to do is have people go, this is it. We got to blow out all our Slayer energy here. That's going to be native madness. Never seen anything like a Slayer show in my life. I always go back to what Jim Brewer did about the Metallica concert where Slayer, and he's like, man, this is pretty heavy. And then when Slayer happened, the whole world just started to move him around. <laughs> Slayer puts on it's been a five different years. show. Yeah. So Are any of these bands going to stay broken up? I mean, no. it's like too much money. In yeah. it. The best thing you can do is disappear for a little while and then come. It's Eddie and the Cruisers. Yeah. You show up again, people are like, oh, my God, they're back. And I don't know, it, you know, the fear of missing them and them never doing another show. Yeah, the other one's Louder wow. Than Life Festival. That's in uh, Louisville. Man, oh man. And if they can manage to get through those that's two shows, September. there'll be a little tour. There'll be a pick and choose five or six. It'll probably months. be like uh, the Misfits are doing right now. They'll just do big festivals. Yeah. Make man. bank and then be man, done. Man, oh man. Slayer. All right, well, we'll do a little South of Heaven for you. All right. Get that together. That's news. That's big news. Carrie King gave me a kidney. I owe that guy. <laughs> uh, it's South of Heaven. It's Slayer.
back together. Oof. Well, I guess you kind of got to keep that in the Midwest too. Here in this, I don't know if the Native American community of Milwaukee, Chicago, Indiana, if there is, well, they've got to be. It's got to be the same everywhere. Uh, well, reason, and after slayers, those two, if it goes well, maybe oh, they'll be a little tour. But man, oh man, I can't imagine the Native American f- frenzy that would occur if Slayer was here. You know what this means, though. They're setting the precedence because that means Kiss will probably get back together again. No, don't say that. No. <laughs> don't, say, don't, no. don't say that. Brett, take that back. <laughs> Gene Simmonstein's going to uh, put it back together. I didn't realize the lucrative nature of returning. <laughs> We're going to do it again. Kiss 2025. You have to wait five years at least. And then they won't yeah, be able to. We can just hope and yeah. pray that they won't be able yeah. to get out. They'll Biden out. They're going to have to Biden out of the whole Kiss reunion. <laughs> We're wheeling ourselves out there. We're Kiss Steel Wheels Tour. It's out of control now. Love uh, that the emails come in about our uh, horrible lady Shanda, that evil, evil bitch that emailed us this morning. I'm trying to be nice about it, but it's just impossible. And I know she's listening, so I'm <laughs> definitely twisting the knife. Uh, but then you get emails like this. It's Lester. And if you didn't hear it, uh, go back and listen on the podcast because it's worth listening to. It continues the story of what's going on all week long. Somehow or another, the Gilbert mom fiasco has collided with the uh, lady who found her husband banging her brother. That says, uh, John, I work in mental health and have for the last six years. And I can tell you that Shanda is indeed educated in her late 40s to early 50s. Uh, and she's holding on uh, to a lot of anger and resentment. She thinks because she's unleashed or uh, this unused, she has this unused education, uh, which, by the way, you were right on point with. She feels inadequate in her own life, so she's lashing out to make herself feel better. As for her poor man's Howard Stern, couldn't be more wrong. Laughable. I've been listening t- uh, since the day you started, and say you are on point with almost everything you say. You're the only entertaining person in the radio, and will continue to listen to you daily as I have from the beginning. I love the fact you take her email for what it was, the ramblings of a Gilbert Karen, signed Lester. Thank you, Lester. I appreciate you. And you, Shanda, I'm surprised you had the time to email while you were driving around your ex-husband's apartment complex or writing cat fancy about last year's <laughs> seven best cat brushes of 2023 article. Zip it, woman. Also, there's a happy birthday. I told the guy I'd wish him a happy birthday night. There it is. His name's Patrick. Happy birthday, Patrick. He says, uh, can I get a birthday shout-out? I don't normally want to do shout-outs. That's very... Yo, yo! Ruben S. Can I get a birthday shout-out? My name is Patrick, and I'm 35 today. Hello, Patrick! Feeling decent about life after feeling down for a long time. I'm meeting with a good group of friends tomorrow to celebrate. Happy birthday, Patrick, and I hope your AA meeting goes really, really well. (laughs) It's a good group. You and Louder Milk should get along quite well. Go get them, kid. 35 and you feel good. That's great. You had your midlife crisis early. Now move on! Just as a little advice from a guy a little older than you, expect little. It doesn't get great. Nothing really good happens. This movie kind of drags on a little bit. 
And someday you just sit there and wait. You know end credits are coming. You just don't know what the last line is. And it's kind of frustrating. Uh, the older you get, a little more frustrating. Reaching into the chapter, you're like, yeah. am I going to start a new one? And you learn through cynicism and age that everybody that goes, life is beautiful. And you just have to. They're just afraid of dying, too. They just take another approach. You never know when that uh, semi-truck is. You're going to get Peterbilt splattered right across your forehead. Everybody does it. Happy birthday, Patrick. I hope it's all turning out for you. You got to deal with the Shanda speed bumps of the world. The world is riddled with C words. It's just your job to navigate around them. That's a fact. Uh, it's time now for the Brady Report. I'm about to tell you about all of them that are making the news, too. That's the fun part. Uh, and it's brought to you by our friends over at Hooters. It's Thursday. You can head to Hooters to cheer on our hometown basketball team. They've got a name. Uh, while you're there, enjoy February's Beers of the Month specials only at Hooters. And I have to tell you, last night I cheered on our hometown hockey team because a friend of mine who is in the know texted me and said, hey, this Toronto team, not a lot of defense. Might want to take the over at six and a half. I did better. I went to eight. Damn it. Biscuits in the basket. Through eight. And there's a guy named Pontus Holmberg on Toronto. He's got two goals for the season. So I threw a big fat chunk of change at that guy popping one in. Had an open look at the end of the game. They dumped it down. It was wide open net. That's two for two on Holmberg. Yeah, the Holmbergs are a disappointment. We all know that. Pontus, I like that his parents in Sweden named him after uh, Pontus Pilot, though. That's the only way you get Pontus out of anything. Hey, let's name him after the guy who killed Jesus. Perfect. And Pontus let me down. But I did win the over. Because they got nine goals last night. So thank you to our local hockey team. I could have watched that game at Hooters and had even more of a celebration. Nice chunk of change. Thank you, Coyotes, for fighting but letting in so many goals it was painful. First period, I looked over, and I'm like, it's three to nothing. There's seven minutes left <laughs> in the first period. We got, we're getting at least eight goals today. Still got that new goalie in? No. Went oh. back to – they're dancing around goalies. Eleven in a row for the Coyotes. Way to go, boys. Time to put a bullet in that. That's not a franchise that's worth keeping. They were doing pretty good at the beginning of the season. They were fine. They they lost 11 in a row. And and it's not necessarily that these are very competitive games. No, I think there's only been one one one-goal game in it. They're getting stomped around. And can you blame them? These poor players have to deal with this nightmare. Anyway, they did better when they were on the road in real arenas. A good portion of the season, they've been dancing around on the road doing good. They were good at home last year. Anyway. Different story. Just bet on them. It's the only entertainment you're getting out of that. Uh, thank you, Hooters. Brady, report it. Good Thursday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. Happy National Margarita Day. All, All right. right. That sounds delightful. Poll found that 76% of Americans like Margie's. Javier's. Oh, man. Let's go. Las Vegas, the Nevada, list. in the Aria. That margarita list. Jalapeno. Oh, the, oh, the cucumber yeah. one, the jalapeno one. You can't miss. There's yeah. that tahini. I learned what that stuff was. Sitting on the rim of a glass there in one of them, and I'm like, Jesus, Christmas. It's it's candy every time you bring me one. Margaritas are the third most ordered cocktail worldwide. That's according to Bacardi's most recent global survey. They're so well made that even if you overdo it and throw them up, they taste good coming back. <laughs> it's true. I've opened my mouth in many occasions and gone, whoops, eight Javier's margaritas is too many. And it wasn't because I was sick. It was my stomach was, I was like, like I swallowed an aquarium. So I just had to get some of it out. It came out pure margarita and it was delightful. 
the top food. I think the toilet got drunk. Is it like the day you decided to gulp down three milkshakes? Two. Two, two full-size five-and-diner milkshakes, and I didn't realize that your stomach says, no, we're not doing this. And it brings the second one. And it's still frozen. In its entirety. Right back out as a milkshake. I could have puked it back into the thing and given it back and said, I don't want this anymore. I got my money back. Just right outside Your the door. body refuses oh, no. the second milkshake. Maybe not Brady. A normal human being's body refuses the second milkshake. Taylor started bulging out of his forehead. It the was, machine at the soft serve. That may be the most impressive thing you've ever said. You just brand named an ice cream machine. And You're used the it, only one. Used it as a reference as if the general public would have gotten it. I looked at you and said, why would I be thinking of Taylor Swift? That's what no. I was thinking, too. Taylor manufactures milkshake <laughs> machines. And you know who knows that? Him. And you know who doesn't know much of anything else? Him. <laughs> you have wasted a lot of brain space the on The top food. food today. Taylor, and he knows where the glove section is. <laughs> Taylor. Started just bubble out of your head. Taylor. Why? That's the major manufacturer of a milkshake product. Uh, no one knows that except for you and Mr. Taylor. You are Cliff maybe a guy. Even. even a guy who worked at Five and Diner went, "Oh yeah, Taylor makes those machines." <laughs> you have it in your. The only reason he knows that is because he's cleaning it. Yeah, he's There's got a story a... in the Brady Report uh, about a year ago about Taylor. That's the only reason. That's not the only That's reason. Not what? It's it's the big only reason. You, you remember one story from a year ago about a milkshake machine. Because uh, McDonald's had to take them to court because they constantly were coming in there to repair the machines. Because mm-hmm. people would go in there for their... Yeah, it struck a nerve with you. <laughs> they did it on purpose. They were building you couldn't the- tell me three stories from yesterday. You remember the Taylor McDonald's fiasco of 18 months ago. <laughs> the top food we're most likely to order with frozen margarita. Mexican. Chips and salsa. Yeah. Cheeseburger. What? No, that's just that's just to throw a curve for the story. That's not correct. Nobody ever gets a margarita and a cheeseburger in like a 90% of the orders. Nope. Mashed.com ranked the best margarita mixes you can buy. They gave the top spot to Trace Agave's Organic. And then okay. USA Today did a roundup of the best margarita day deals. Where are we going? And that uh, $5 Margie's at uh, Dave & Buster's in Chili's. All right. Aftermath over there on 16th and Indian School, they got some, or uh, Bethany Hall, I'm sorry. They got some delicious customized cocktails, and the margaritas are pretty solid. I'll pay full price. I'm not going to Dave & Buster's. Too and many I- kids running around. It's the only reason I'll go is to drink to a right, like, yeah. like, like by the, door. the children. Can I be a wet blanket? Sure. Uh, the name of the company is Kitsch, not Taylor, that sued McDonald's. <laughs> oh. He's right on the story, but he's wrong Kitch on Kitsch the... and McDonald's were in a fight. Maybe Taylor's a good one. It's not Taylor Kitsch or Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Look, bottom line is, for some reason or another, I would venture to guess if you, Google, if you Googled milkshake manufacturer Taylor, you're getting something. There's all a right, reason he knows this. All I did was McDonald's suing Taylor and the and the Maybe it's the parent company or something. If it's Taylor Kitsch... Then he's gone into the NYSE of milkshake menu. That's got to be a big What's that one? nonstop. Wrong there. The... Milkshake machine for sale. Brady, sit. Stay there. We'll get it. We're all right. Is that the milkshake machine you're talking about? Those little hand whip ones? That's a vase. No, that, theirs was the machine that put the soft serve out. Oh. The big table. It being National Margarita Day. 
A study found out this week that the English language has 546 different words for being drunk. Wow. That seems excessive. You got your classics like hammered, wasted, tipsy, trashed. Inebriated. Bladdered. Bladdered? I got a defend Brady. Pickled. Is it? Taylor what? Did you find it? Brady found that. No, thanks. <laughs> he found that. The Taylor. Okay, this is why Brady knows it. Taylor offers all three flavors. That's why oh, it's not that yeah, stupid one swirl. at a time milkshake. This has chocolate, vanilla, and chocolate swirl. Taylor, because you're eyeball to eyeball with that. While you have to wait those seven <laughs> when seconds. When you're looking at Tay Tay mixing up your come ice cream. Come on, come <laughs> on. Thanks, Taylor. You are serious. A couple of bases, you're the only fun guy facts. <laughs> like, I've got some deep TV references, but I always go, I know no one knows that. You acted like that was going to register with the people. <laughs> Taylor bubbling out of his head. Correct. <laughs> Male elephants can control their junk the same way they can control their trunks. They can pick up Like they can it. use it to swat flies. Cool. Prop themselves up. So can Rico Blaze. PayPal was originally part of a company called Confinity that made security software. They realized their money transferring business was the best thing that they were doing after two years. They just focused on that. Hmm. Columbia was the last Ivy League school to accept women in 1983. That was in 83? Columbia, New York? In Manhattan? I knew two people. I knew professors at that place. They were there before 83. Yeah, I thought it was longer than that, Holy too. Holy cow. Held strong, boys. <laughs> we, 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 the line broke in 83, boys. We gave it a go, though. Raise our glasses to the men who died. Did they hose them off like they did to minorities when they tried, when the ladies tried to get too close to Columbia? Or were we, or were we fire hosing them, them away? away? Get out of here, broads. Columbia's for boys. KFC is rolling out a new menu item called a Cheetza. Chicken. It's a mashup of chicken and pizza. It's just chicken on pizza. It's look fried at, chicken on right a pizza. On oh, man, there is some glow coming off you like a pregnant lady. All fried right. chicken fillets are the crust. Oh, my God. Marinara sauce, mozzarella, and pepperoni on the top. So the, they've replaced the bread with gigantic mashed up chicken breast. Yeah. That's breaded. Fried. Well, yeah, I understand. We'd have to we'd talk about a whole raw, <laughs> like grilled chicken. On It'll be available at KFC locations nationwide starting next Monday. It's a limited time, uh, nine ninety nine on its own, or you can make a combo meal for twelve ninety nine. John, did you guys miss Brady's food dickishness? <laughs> he said the top three foods with margaritas, and then just burgers, only burgers, <laughs> burgers. Didn't care about the other two. Must not have been in and his cheese. burger, cheeseburger, not bacon cheeseburger. cheeseburger. <laughs> if that, that guy would you. turn up his miracle, no, you said the top food. You said you did say three. three. No, I, I did you, not. I think you might. No, that was another category. Go to the tape. Go all right. I don't have to. All right. All right. Calm down. <laughs> I thought you said three, too, but I didn't care because burgers was already wrong. Right. <laughs> Chat GPT went berserk on Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. People experienced uh, an unusual bug. It was spouting out gibberish. Um, Learning. Well, it was throwing out answers in English and Spanish, and then there was just riddles. Cool. It had a stroke. ChatGPT had a little aneurysm. A couple of the response were, I think it's stroking out. 
It's the Brady Chat GPT. I be spoken. That's what I be doing. I didn't ask for this. Yeah, every time Chat GPT kind of loses it. Oh, technical difficulties. We'll be right back. I be spoken. That's what I be doing. He's got a janitor like slipping and falling on his mop bucket. A Pennsylvania truck driver was pulled over in Columbus, Ohio last week. Oh, H! Ayoka Keith was her name, also known as Carol Ann Sumner. Carol Ann? Carol oh. Ann oh. Sumner. In a social media post, Columbus police said the department was contacted by the Spring Township, Township Police in uh, Pennsylvania uh, saying uh, this truck driver... Over the road truck driver might be going through the Columbus area around this time. Sure enough, they pulled her over. She had a total of 649 warrants for her arrest, 322 felonies, and 327 misdemeanors. Wow. Related to theft. Another guy got pulled over. Police were called to the parking lot, a red roof inn in Massachusetts earlier this week to investigate a suspicious vehicle. It's unclear what seems strange what seems strange about it, but the witness was right. The cops approached the car, talked to the driver, saw some potential drug paraphernalia, and they searched the car, found some crack cocaine and an M one ninety US Army rocket launcher. Well, you know, <laughs> the driver Harvey wow. Johnson was arrested and charged with possession of crack cocaine. Where do you find those on eBay? Harvey Johnson's yeah. from Rockridge, isn't he? I think he's. Might <laughs> be. By the way, I got an email from a guy that says, "Hey, I work at Shake Shack." Brady remembers Taylor's because that's our safe word for him <laughs> when he gets out of hand. Just if he says Taylor, you got to shut it off. That's my code for going to get <laughs> a shake. I'm Taylor, gonna, I got to go go Taylor. visit Taylor. Who's saying the safe word? Unplug the goddamn machine! This 20-year-old woman had a baby last month. And for the girl's name, she wanted to pay tribute to her grandparents. Her grandfather uh, didn't get to meet the grandkids. They passed away. But they the grandfather's name's Harvey. The grandmother's name is Charlotte. They're so dead. So the daughter's name is... Harlot. <laughs> Oops. Her cousin shared the story on the internet and said the woman had never heard the term harlot. Right. She's 20. Yeah, harlot was, that's a word people don't use anymore, but it, it's kind of outdated. Kind of a 1920s whore. Probably not the best, but the cousin said the woman wants to keep the name, and her husband disagrees, and he's petitioning for it to be changed for the child's welfare. Yeah, you don't want to call a baby harlot in case no. that word comes back. You know what I just learned? And I like I didn't know this. You know how everybody always says the homo F word is, you know, well, it also means a bundle of sticks. Yeah. And a Do cigarette. you know why? Yeah, and a cigarette. The, well, the, the shortened version. Oh, yeah, yeah. The a got part. Right. Which nobody can say to me to lose your jobs, but still people say it. I hear them. Uh, that, that bigger version of the homo F word, the reason it became a pejorative towards gays was because they used to burn them in in piles. Gays? Yeah. So they made them <laughs> well, the bundle. Because I always wondered. <laughs> well, I, it seems. I always wondered Crazy. how come 
what the word what for a bundle of, of yeah. sticks turned into right. that. It's because they made them. And it wasn't a modified, like another language no. and it just turned into it that? No, this is what it used to be. It's like, grab that F word of sticks, put it on the... Then they started to torch people who were homosexual. I don't know what era it was. But they started to burn them in piles if you got caught being gay in the name of God and stuff. And then they started to call them a pile of blah, 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 homo F words. And I'm like, geez, I didn't know that. I thought that was just so a So it originally was homo. Intended the term. That oh yeah, so it, they turned to words. It for wasn't like, like it would be like today. It. it would be the, the pejorative for gays if this was going on today would be they'd be called duraflames. That's oh, what they. Yeah, so yeah. it would be just like taking something that already existed and then just applying it to. Oh, they're on fire too. I didn't know how horrible that was. I, I was looking up, hey, you know, hey, origins hey, of hey, words and stuff. Duraflame applies. <laughs> sure, they're flaming. <laughs> Isn't that horrible? I learned that like just two days ago, just looking up like, why did that word change? <laughs> and the same reason a cigarette has the shortened version is because right. it burns. Not That's not because right. of the gays, but because of the sticks. Hmm. So I apologize to my people. Yeah, who knew? Learned something today. Yeah. And then you get into what basket But then the cigarette, from. I wonder if that, you know, the lone cigarette, could I bum up? No, well, that's from that too. Is that is it because because of the fire? That's individual, the little tiny fire, little tiny burner, um, and then basket case, which is a fantastic story, and people throw that around. Really, is uh, when people would come back for. I think it was World War One. They're nuts. No, well, it's a PTSD. No, animal. they came back with no arms and legs. They were delivered to their family in a basket. Oh, gee, alive, and they would tell you, "We have a basket case. Prepare yourself." Like dudes were, dudes were like when they were unable, uh, like non-functional but still alive. You were a basket case. You were put into a basket. And yes, of course, you weren't mentally a hundred percent there, and so it kind of started to morph. Not nuts. Don't look into the true meaning of words. We've never, we've never done well there. For the past few years, the city of Kyle, Texas, has been trying to break a record by assembling an army of Kyles all in one spot. They have, uh, to break it, they need 2,325 Kyles. How many they got? Um, that's the current record, which was held in 2017. 2,325 Ivans got together in Bosnia. Um, the Kyles failed. Ah. So now, Ryan, the Ryan Rodeo ah, is going to happen shoot. in Austin, Texas. A Ryan Rodeo? Yeah. Bit of a short notice. It's happening this Saturday. And it has to be spelled R-Y-A-N. Not R-I. Yep. They also note that Brian's are not wanted. That's right. <laughs> the Even if they spell uh, it B-R-Y. <laughs> Brian's are just B-list Ryan's. Adorable. Oh, the Ryan Rodeo crazy, will feature music by local artist Ryan Hunter and a bull riding competition. <laughs> sure, that has to happen. When I think Ryan, I think bulls. You know, kind of I'm the originator of this idea, and it got shot down by my first invite when I tried to do the John Holmberg right. <laughs> Festival. And the first guy I asked said, no, absolutely not. That was going to be a pretty impressive little like, convention, the John Holmberg convention. Got up to like five. No, right? it got up to zero. I asked the first guy. <laughs> well, as far as identifying other John Oh, yeah, Holmberg's. but the, it was the other guy because well, it was Google was big. So I was like, who else comes up? 
am I the first John Holmberg that pops up on Google? Because I'm like, it's a stupid name. John Holmberg on Google was me and a guy who did boat races in the USVI. So I contacted him. So wouldn't it be fun to have a convention of all John Holmberg somewhere in the United States? Possibly the Virgin Islands could host. It would be a great place. And I simply got an email back that said no. Didn't want anything to do with it. I said, I'm the other Googleable John Holmberg. You win boat races. I do a fart show in Phoenix. No. And so it died on a vine fest. So I'm, I'm with these Ryans for the Ryan Rodeo. What I didn't consider was a bull riding festival that ties into it. Maybe make it more interesting to the other John Holmberg. There's a lot of us. Yeah, you got to put in a draw in there. There's a recently deceased John Holmberg that lived over in Sun City. He lived here for a while. I used to Wait look a minute, him, you I, keep track of the I local called him John on the phone. Well, back when the days of phone books, I would look up John Holberg, like Navin wow. Johnson. And there were three of us. And uh, he was one of them. And I called him in Sun City, and he didn't really care. <laughs> I was like, like, hey, like, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Why do you call me? What's going on? Am I in trouble? Are you a lawyer? No, I'm just another John Holberg. What does this mean? Are you from another time? Are you young me? No, he was just confused that I'd called him. This was probably in. 93. Those gave early, it a shot. Early and, onset. And that John Holmberg didn't want anything to do with me either. He's dead now. Got a couple of radio videos. First one's a uh, basketball game. A, a slam dunk. I like the ref's reaction. Okay. It's, That's what it says. It comes down. Boom. Breakaway. Shadow oh, glass explodes. There's the ref. Yeah. He high fives the guy. <laughs> the ref is in on it. Oh, that's awesome. I think the ref might be Donnell Rollins. <laughs> it does look like Watch him walk away after the high five. He's got Donnell's moves. Looks like he's a little upset oh, it was a white kid. Right. Yeah, damn. <laughs> it was a white kid, too. Which, yeah, white kids very rarely break the glass. That was a manufacturer defect. <laughs> There's no way that white. That's not Mac McClung. If Mac McClung's not busting the glass, this kid's not doing it without something wrong. This last one, Brett's for you. Try to right. top this. Oh, he's got a some sort of Brahma bull of some sort in some foreign land, and a guy in a hat walking him down a. It looks like a beautiful island road, and now, up uh, oh, the the bull is taking a poop, and it is a large PVC pipe. Well, that's a tailor machine right yeah, there. Look at that. It's a tailor cow. That's a wow. big poop, and the man's holding See it. See that for the streets? Keeps the streets clean. And he didn't let the poo touch the street. He let him poop in his arms, and he threw it to the side of the road. What a guy! He'd give you your kidney. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that guy's a giver. He cares. That's a big poop, though. That's that probably a law against cow's that. eating clean. In that kind of yeah. uh, city where the two-lane roads and the island stuff, I bet you there's a law that if your cow craps in the road and somebody Littering. wrecks, slides, there's also oh, probably yeah. that, that you're, you're liable. That's worse than drunk driving over wherever that crap hole country that guy lives <laughs> in. Walking cows down main streets. All right, go ahead. All right. You build a house with that pit. That was a pretty, that's Adobe. You got to get a couple layers out of that. Keep you warm. Let's start with this one. It's probably the luckiest Amazon driver ever. Oh, I ever. saw this the other day. Okay, yeah. He gets hit by a train yeah. and cuts the truck in half. This is amazing. And he's, it just goes right behind the driver's seat, a train. Look at that. You can see it moving. And dude just sits there like, what am I going to do? He was parked on the train tracks and an Amtrak goes by. And goes behind the passenger and driver's seat, takes the rest of the truck off. Wow. And he's fine. My prime order's going to be yeah. late now. Oh, Rick. Don't expect that upset. extension cord yeah. uh, by 5 o'clock today.
There's some sauce motos on there. Oh, yeah, there's definitely They're a couple. In. <laughs> wow. Isn't that amazing? He's got to clean his pants, I'm sure. Yeah, he stayed in the truck trying to get it off the tracks. I don't know what he was doing. He's just sitting on the tracks, and the train blows up half of the car right behind him. I mean, it's... The only the last the now the back of the car is the back of his driver's yeah. seat. It's it's amazing that he's alive. It's incredible. Uh how about fun with knives? Okay. All right. Here's the next well, one. Well, not necessarily knives, but kitchen cutlery. Asian guy. guy. Oh, he's, oh, he just hacked his fingers off. Why? Ah, and he seems just Whoa. completely okay with it. It's just squirt, how it's done. squirting blood everywhere. <laughs> oh my god. He took a big butcher's hatchet. Oh! <laughs> Who did he owe money to? Oh! Holy oh. oh. square? God. Man. Oh, my God. Brad! <laughs> oh. Wow. How about this one? Oh, my God. It was so fast. Well, oh, there's a lady uh, with her vagina, oh. and an apple came out of it. <laughs> oh. Well, let's not act like that part's gross. That's not so bad. She ate it. Kind of. Uh, uh, First off... Oh. She's experiencing January. What's she doing with that? Is that a mac and goo shop? Her vagina's the wrong color. Yeah. She's really white, and that thing is yeah. not. And an apple just shoots out of it. Coochie and then she apple. takes a bite. Nah, the bite part's no big deal. I guess her nickname is Johnny Apple. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, that is weird. That you this know one's you for can, Brady because he you always practice that. Like, hey, look what I'm popping right out. He always thinks that farts are funny. Yeah. Oh no. All right, let's, oh, here's a lady taking her pants off. Her boyfriend's laying on his back in bed. He may be tied up, he's or he getting, may be an invalid. She's straddling his face. She, she's, fart, she's farting in his face. This is called the yawning turtle. Sad trumpet. Now the results. His mouth is taped closed for COVID. Must must have taped this during COVID. You know what I like? They taped over their Ghost Rider poster in the bedroom for letting get sued. That one's called Auschwitz. It's a lot of gas. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, that's going on right now in this big city. Somebody's doing that. And we'll end with this one. Okay. I can't remember what this one is actually. Public degeneracy. Oh, yeah. Look at this pig. It's a lady with her purse. She's in a dressing room, I think. She's got her camera out. She's going to cuss. I can tell by her no, face. I don't think so. Oh, oh, she's got some purse she wanted to buy. More and apples? She's, she's peeing inside the purse. She's taking her pants off. She's peeing in this incredibly... Uh, it could be an expensive purse. Most purses are for no reason. She peed in it, and now she's winking and smiling at the camera. And she's going to go put that back. She's the Jack Doherty of middle-aged ladies. Yeah. She's going back to the purse section. Right Hangs back the on the shelf. Right onto the shelf here at the Marshalls. Oh. That one is now an irregular buy. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, uh, we're a little mild today, but... Come you know, on. What's wrong with the people in this world? Yuck. That makes me ill. All right, then. Blech. You think about all the things that I don't know. Like I don't try clothes on because I'm washing that. If I want it, I know my size. I know how big and small I am. I'm not going to some store and sliding stuff over that some other dude may have tried on and done something like that to some rust butt had that on. 
goes and puts it back on the shelf because it didn't work out because he's not aware of his growth. You take it home. If it doesn't fit, either live with it or you take it back. Don't, ugh, trying it on. Think of those people. And always try to dump the urine out of the thing you just purchased if it's a purse, ladies. Because <laughs> evidently some of your ilk, mad they can't afford the Louis Vuitton, so they piss in them. This is why everything's behind a glass door now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to ask for nice things because people will poop in them. Uh, there goes your Brady report. Yuck. It's 98 KUPD. World of Shandas. It's out of control now. 98 morning sickness. Morning sickness. Don't cuss, Max. Uh, it is an 839 <laughs> in the morning sickness. Max Magikoff is here, the greatest name maybe on the planet. I can't think of it. You sound like somebody Putin would try to kill. Max Mantikoff died Still today. in prison. Like, like you get no, poisoned. I think I'd make it. Isn't my last name Russian? That's what well, I've been told. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you'd be in opposition. In the, like the dude, that, the uh, Navalny that just passed away has this like... Powerful, you'd be a powerful like Russian a brunette adversary. German in the Holocaust. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, we don't yeah. really trust this guy. Yeah. <laughs> We're not sure. I don't like what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> he may need to see your papers. Team, he says the right things, but he doesn't look the part. Yeah, it could be it. But Max Manskov, you're at uh, Desert Ridge Improv tonight and tomorrow. If you want to go DesertRidgeImprov.com, we were just talking about sports. Yeah. You are a glutton for punishment. Baseball starts today here in spring training, and uh, you're not even, are you going to a game at all? No, you got today no, and tomorrow? Absolutely Don't not. care. Not going to do yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Mets play in Port St. Lucie, yeah. so it's, uh, there's, I don't even know if they're, what teams are in Arizona? Pretty much all the West Coast teams, right? No, there's tons of them. Yeah. But I think we got 18 now. We have more teams than Florida. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, you didn't pay attention. We got the Cubs, you got the White Sox, the Dodgers, Indians, the Padres, Reds, the Mariners, 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 Indians, Mariners, Reds. Yeah, you have a preseason. Yeah, but it's still drinking and goofing around spring training. Yeah, but beautiful weather. Like, uh, like a fun Suns game or something. Oh, you could you know? do that too. Yeah, and the Suns will be your Friday. Katie lose, but oh, 35. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, you're a, you're a New York <laughs> fan all the way. You hate Brooklyn still. You're still mad at the Nets. <laughs> He does do that a lot. He's right. Though. I've got he's season right. tickets. It hurts to watch. Like I Katie, like, look, I like him. I like yeah, Devin great. Booker. I like KD. I like what you guys are doing here as like a unit in sports. But yeah. I don't think, you know, Nothing's gonna they're happen. not going to win it. No. As a Knicks fan, I take that more seriously uh, that you, you recognize when a team's not going to win a championship. Because I mean, you've seen so many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so many. We should have done something it's with like that It's like a sixth group. sense. Yeah, go, you know. Trust me. You know. And you, before. you have that. I have that feeling as a Suns fan. I look and I'm like, eh. This isn't necessarily a thing, but what are you going to do? Yeah, you're a Jets fan, a Knicks fan, and a Mets fan. Yeah. So you just you just hate being on the planet. Uh, I mean, I will say sporting events aren't as fun. <laughs> what else do you What else do you enjoy? Some people go and they're like, "We're just going to enjoy the game." I go, "I got to have about sixteen beers." Yeah, right, you're going to make. I got to sure. let it rip, so at least I leave here in a good mood. What do you do that brings you joy in life? Uh, I do a lot of uh, outdoorsy stuff. I traveled for yeah. a while. Uh, Where have you been? So this Sunday I'm going to the Philippines, uh, but before that I've backpacked to like Europe. That's a little day trip. He'll be back on. Uh, you're just going yeah, Sunday yeah, to the yeah. Philippines, just, just between some shows. Yeah, you know? I was going to say you leave. <laughs> did you say you leave set Sunday on Sunday? So yeah. Friday you do some shows at Desert Ridge, and yeah. then you pack Saturday, make sure everything's in order. And uh, you're out. Shows Sunday uh, in L.A., and then I go straight to the airport from there. I'm doing chocolate Sundays as well over there. So you're doing. That should be fun. You're doing what is that? Yeah, wait. Chocolate Tell me about Sundays. chocolate Sunday. What is yeah. that? It's like an urban room. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's really fun. It's over at the Laugh Factory, and it's okay to be, call it chocolate Sundays. 
I mean, that's if their I came up with that. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's my nickname for it. Like, are you calling it Like, what's it actually called? I go, bet on the market. They just call it the APM. Yeah, I just. I go, there just happens to be a lot of them in there. I just know? show up. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm not sure if this is Max's Those nickname. For, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. Well, yeah, I, I yeah. chocolate Sunday. Because if I come up with that, I lose my job. Yeah. You know, no, I could, no. I'm going to start a new event for all black comedians called yeah. Chocolate Sunday. Who's in? I'm, I'm getting my ass kicked. That's back. why I like to make guest appearances and yeah. let it rip, you know, just <laughs> to make it acceptable for all of us. How did you get in on Chocolate Sundays? Uh, they just hit me up, like the booker. It's the same no way. Like, he the gradually got into yeah. it. He was doing Mocha Mondays first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He finally got to the big yeah, yeah, stuff. They, uh, yeah, they let me say behind closed doors, and then they were like, all right, he's, he's ready. He's one of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in. <laughs> not on the radio. That's impressive. Yeah, don't bring it up to the others. You're not supposed to tell people who look like You're me. In. I'm not That's giving out passes. What I'm yeah. saying is mine is hole punch stuff. <laughs> you get nine more and you get a free one? Yeah. That's actually a pretty good idea. You get nine free passes, and then you get your one. Your black friend goes, "All right, show me your card." Tenth one, you get to throw the bomb. Yeah, I go, dude, this one's free. Yeah, I'm gonna let it rip during dreams and nightmares at the club. Yeah, (laughs) Meek Mill's about to come on. I think I got one good verse in me. Man, I want to go to Chocolate Sundays, yeah, but I feel I intimidated by like I'm not actually invited. Yeah, yeah, could I? If you saw me in the audience, I would stand out. Uh, no, I don't think so. No? I, I've watched, like, videos. I think, like, the couple of white people definitely do stand out. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, a, a bald idiot looks like a light bulb sitting in the middle yeah, of the room. It's going to be like, he's... Is it, yeah, is this guy here to take notes? Like, <laughs> why? Yeah. Why is QAnon in the middle of the room? Yeah. Something bad's going to happen. Yeah, so I, I want to I see that now. But you're going to do chocolate Sundays and then hop on a plane and then play with Filipino people. Yeah, so cool. I play with Filipino people well, sounds a little wild. Well, Maybe what? basketball here and there, you know. But. Oh, you got to get a game in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it makes you feel dominant. Like well, they're, the, they love it. Yeah, and you're like, like Yao Ming there. Like Manny Pacquiao, I think, believes he can make it to the league. I don't know if you guys have seen anything yeah, yeah. online. Oh, yeah. I mean, He's 42 he, and nothing he, he can't do. He can ball. Yeah, no, it's it's incredible to watch a 5-4 man shoot above his head like this. Yeah. And you go, that guy would love to play in the league. You know, like it's still a dream of yeah. his. And he, and he probably will play. And they'll let him do anything in the Philippines. If you, uh, He is going to be their president. I think, honestly, yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. a legitimate truth. I hope so because they're killing people out there. That's the is that one right? thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think they could use a change of pace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The politics are a little corrupt. Yeah, it is a little corrupt, and no better time to visit than now with yeah, that attitude yeah. right there. Well, yeah. here's the thing: that's what people don't know is the more dangerous it is, you go. The tickets are a little cheaper. That's yeah, true. Yeah, that yeah. is true. That is. Yeah, and when when as a man of business, spectacular <laughs> deals. Yeah, when the uh, when the government says travel advisory too, that's usually yeah. a good ticket. Price. Oh, a coupon. Yeah, yeah. yeah basically. <laughs> Uh, Let Max, me cut this out. Max Mantikov is at the Desert Ridge Improv uh, right now uh, and tomorrow, and then he's off to Chocolate Sundays and then off to Filipinos uh, Mondays. I don't know. What, yeah, are you yeah. going to do any? You don't do shows in the Philippines. They would uh, love you. No, no, no shows. They do speak English, which is yeah, awesome. It's yeah. incredible. Uh, and but, you know how you know they speak English? Because you're going to hear, fuck you, a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot. That and every single telemarketer lives out there. Yes, I, I believe. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's plenty of those. Yeah. You ever call United Airlines, dude? I'm pretty sure they're based out of Cebu. Uh, <laughs> You'll finally get to meet Ted. <laughs> yeah, Ted. I deep by you. Hey, I'm Ted. What's up? Fuck you. Uh, so See, are, I can't do the accent. See? Yeah. We both have our thing. Oh, yeah. Look, I'm well beyond caring. You still have a future. <laughs> 
I will say chocolate Sundays a couple more times on the episode, <laughs> uh, while I'm here. I'm dying to go. Who are you playing with on chocolate Sundays? Do you know? I have no idea. You just show up and it's just chocolate Sunday. Yeah, Max, Max just, goes on. And stage. it's a blast. Yeah, it's all over the place. That's gotta be great. <laughs> oh man, I, I've never been invited to anything called that's a thing. Sundays. But that's kind of what these shows are. Uh, oh that's hell great. yeah! There's chocolate Sundays. All right, look at that. And yep, kind of what I thought. <laughs> Similar vibe to what I had I mean, in you, mind. You yeah. didn't have to go too many uh, more adjectives for me to understand exactly what I was going to be looking at at the Laugh Factory on Sunday. Well, good go. branding, yeah, good branding. Yeah, that's really good. That's yeah, pretty good. And they spell it Sundays like the ice cream too, with an A E S. All right, yeah. this is impressive. I want to go to this so bad. No, I don't see one picture of you though. What's going on? I uh, haven't been there yet. Oh, because your first chocolate Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, never well, congratulations! Been. You're the, literally your cherry will be uh, on top, top of the yeah. first yeah. punch yeah. in the card. Yeah, yeah. good stuff. Uh, and when you go to the Philippines, what's the purpose? Uh, just to surf a little bit. So, like, I mean, I do these shows all the time. Yeah. Uh, I'm in town to do the shows. I like, got the Desert Ridge Improv. Yeah. Uh, I've never even been to Arizona. So, no like, kidding. First time. I've been to, like, the Grand Canyon, Horseshoe Bend, I believe it's called. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, so that, that was really nice. But, like, I've never been to the city. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, it's When'd you get nice. here? Oh, pretty, you just looked out the flat. window. <laughs> pretty flat. <laughs> I mean, a bumps. A look, more. we got a bump out there. That's yeah. Camelback yeah, Mountain. And there's one over there. You expected it to be more mountainous. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just yeah. came from uh, Utah. Oh, that's a lot. Of, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty good. I have noticed that wherever there's mountains, a lot of whites. <laughs> <laughs> We're hiding behind <laughs> We're hiding behind the mountain. Yeah, we Vermont's kind of doing the same thing yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah, they're. Uh, I think Vermont, Colorado. Yeah, that's true. White people got the high ground. We do. Yeah, we do yeah, like yeah. to Just look in down. Case. We like to look down on the Just others. In Just in case, you know. Yeah. We we know how averse the minorities are to climbing, so we like to stay at a higher elevation. Yeah, they're good laterally. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like hippos. They don't have a lot of side to side. Everyone gets tired up a hill. You know that's. <laughs> If you're on top of it, you don't have to fight. Yeah, try forward. flanking me up a mile. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah, but we do. We do kind of have some mountains and some stuff. But, yeah, it's the first time in Phoenix. How come you've been dodging us? Uh, honestly, it's really hot out here, man. Like, whenever it's beautiful. I have, yeah, but whenever I have time to travel, it's kind of in the summer. Oh. So I don't want to come out here and it's 115 degrees. Yeah. And, you should try it one. Yeah, do Because then you kind of just get activities. stuck inside. No, you stuck getting up. You do. Like, you guys don't go outside. Yeah, we I do. I know. Yeah, really? Yeah, you get used to it. I Your actually really like hot, it. Though. But it's like wintertime <laughs> back there. You, you know, you just kind of avoid it. But you're, you're not you're not on. just going out there just to hang out. Usually, you know, it's like playing golf. Yeah, or, place to place. Yeah, like your concern is your feet being too hot. Uh, I think that's one of like the big ones. <laughs> yeah. No, I, Do you have a foot odor issue? People yeah. just dancing. No, it's, it's so hot it's, on the. Uh, it's, he's well, I've watched people like crack eggs. I've seen yeah, that. They'll actually yeah. cook. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, that's terrifying. It's you know, a it's little like you're bit standing bad. on a stove. I've got a nonstick. Hood. You have shoes, right? <laughs> We've invented shoes. We have those. I Moccasins, do have shoes, but I'm not going to lie. I mean, check these bad boys. Oh, you're in the worst yeah. slides ever. Yeah. Those will so be good like, in the yeah. summer. Yeah, yeah, you go about 110. These start melting, I think. <laughs> you I start don't really know. slipping around. They're not too durable. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to wear those in the heat. That's probably pretty smart. Yeah, that's uh, those are just for comfort's sake. Yeah, I know. I spent some time in Nevada. I think it's similar weather, right? I was in like Vegas. Same thing. It was like 20 degrees. I was like, get me out of here. How long have you been doing this? Uh, six years. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. So this was my fir- first, like, full year of doing it full time. No kidding. What did mm-hmm. you do before? Uh, I've done everything. Like, I used to work Lyft. Uh, what does that mean? Like, drive, drive, driving Lyft. Oh, oh, oh Lyft, Lyft, Lyft. I thought you meant, like, an elevator. Yeah, terrifying job. Like, we just <laughs> yeah. used to, like, pull up to alleyways. It'd be, like, a dude standing there, like, holding a hammer or some shit. <laughs> and you would just have to, like, pull up. Don't cuss. You would have to calmly pull up, like, Gregory, and then that guy would fucking... <laughs> no, stand in here. Stop cussing. You're like, I can't believe I do <laughs> this, this for money. This is his first year. <laughs> yeah, my mom told me to stay away from strangers, and I'm not taking her advice right now.
That guy does not look safe. <laughs> yeah, it's like a video game. So I always think of that. Like the, the, you have the mission where you got to go pick a dude up. That's what it was. It's exactly what it looks yeah. like. Grand Theft Auto. I used to play like the Sims taxi game. And yeah. you were like, I don't want to pick up fucking. Stop oh. cussing. Stop cussing, Max. Stop it. <laughs> I don't have any more room left on my stuff. Yeah. I was about to, no I was about to say Sideshow Bob. You know, I had a good one, too. I had a good hey, one. You had a singer. Yeah. Damn terrestrial radio rule. Yeah, basically two words you can't say and you're nailing. Oh, them. man. That's all right. I'm uh, so sorry. Nah, don't worry about it. We do it all the well, time. thank but... God the N-word didn't come out. <laughs> <laughs> Not on the air, at least. We had to calm you down before that, the show yeah, started. That, that could have been a It was your other nickname for that show, Sunday, and we <laughs> hated it. Sunday. <laughs> I told you guys earlier, you guys were, we're not going to do that one. We're so. not doing that, no. So what are you going to the Philippines for? Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, Max Manikoff out there. Oh, that's cool. And where else have you been in the world? You said you travel a lot. You know, uh, I did a lot summer. of Europe, so I ran with the Bulls out in Spain and slept out did in the hammock. Yeah, what a life I've lived. What was the running with the Bulls like? That seems really stupid. <laughs> a lot stupid. of drinking, isn't it? Uh, a lot of drinking, and I will say just in the morning, uh, a lot of fear. Absolutely. Now, yeah. how close were you to the front lines of that, or did you uh, do Pretty the- close. Like, the Bulls were running, like, right to the left of me. I was watching a guy get trampled underneath. I was like, oh, that's oh. what that looks like. Yeah, yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean maybe that's the yeah, good for you. Yeah, how many right, days yeah. did you do it? Did you just do the run one time? Isn't it like I've done it like days? three years in a row. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. So from 2017 to like 2019, I did it. Any three contact? Then, uh, Anybody picking you up? Any bulls? No, no. But I've gotten elbowed by a couple of humans. Like when people yeah. are running for their lives, it's yeah. kind of like me. And, Get out of the yeah, way. You're out. Yeah. Me right. versus you. Right. And you run into a tunnel, and people like run around from like. Did you carry the newspaper rolled up? No. So like that's part of it but like the professionals do that because they know what they're doing like people who don't if you like start slapping the animals and like you take their attention away it can cause havoc because like the bulls need to technically run through this straight you go path. straight right, yeah and right. if they veer from that it can you know they can the start running at people right. yeah right it's like and a traffic so jam. the Is people it? who have the newspapers are like almost like professionals like as they're slapping it they're showing the bull that it's them so that the bull doesn't turn around. Oh, so it's like they'll slap okay. and then they're like, it's me, keep running with me. Well, that's purpose. It's not yes, antagonizing. Yes, there's a purpose to it. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't know. I always thought it was just to piss them it's off. It's like, come on, them. keep coming. It's okay, like running gotcha. with the herd of like, let's go. Okay, Pick up it. speed, yeah. So the was, same way you would with like a horse when you kick. Yeah, when you give him a little mm-hmm. nudge. Cokes. So, did you do this with friends or did you just do this on your own? The first year I went, uh, I had a crazy buddy who was like, hey, let's just Go Run with do the bull. this thing, yeah. PETA was trying to shut it down at the time in 2017. And so we were like, we got to go do this before they get out there. No kidding. And yeah. it's everything you thought it would be, or is it just... It was everything I thought no it would be. No kidding. Yeah, it's just people, like, singing and dancing and the drinking party part and partying. Seems it's fun. nine straight days. Yeah. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen. And they run them every day, right? Yeah. And yeah. then they go into the into the, Into the pit, and so those go all the way in the back, and then they release smaller bulls, and, like, the people get to stand there, and then we get to be the matadors. So, like, we're in the open, and, like, you'll run at that bull, and that's when you can slap the ass and see if you don't get hit. <laughs> and so... That's when I let a couple of those rip. Yeah, yeah, once we were in there, I was like, we're not running anymore. I was like, got I cocky. Yeah. Dodge the bull, yeah. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched crazy. a couple of Floridians play with gators. Like, I'm going to try this one out. That's stupid. Yeah. yeah. But here's the thing, though. The running with the bulls, like the last time you go is usually when it all goes south. Like you're you're having a good run. You're three and zero. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, three and zero. Oh. When you lose one, but then you meet a guy and they're like, like every year, for example, they do like a retirement almost of like some guy who maybe is now sixty eight years old. Yeah. Like the three years three I years. went, yeah. There's always like this is my this is the guy. <laughs> like, this is our hero. They like chair him off like on the last and he's run. Gone. They always have been doing it for like twenty five years or whatever. Yeah. So for me. You know, you got a ways to go. Ten times, but you, but you, you think do, ten? You can do like ten before you get hit, I and know. then you're done. 
You're trying to go without getting hit. Don't you kind of like eventually like I got to experience everything? I mean, if I'm everything? at the festival, I'm going to run. That's how I see it. Where it's yeah. like I don't need to go every year, but if I financially am in a place where I can just like, yeah. oh, I'm around, why sure. not? So what else have you done? Like this sounds like A lot of that. Adventurous. So I did like a lot of traveling. Like I just like would Hitchhikefest in Germany. Why? No, haven't been. Yeah. So when I traveled, I traveled from May up until October. And then no kidding. For Oktoberfest. That's incredible. And then I went back the next year and I went back for like another six Man, months. Man, what, what do you... What a life. What on the world, uh, on the planet do you want to try? Like a running with the bulls type thing. What do you the look at? Roll. I, the cheese roll. The cheese roll yeah, looks pretty one. cool. I, I knew Brady would bring that up yeah, eventually. Yeah. I've <laughs> seen that. I just don't know if my knees are good for oh, that anymore. Oh, yeah. 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 If you're doing that, you got to be like 21 years old, ligaments kind of fresh. Bouncy. Yeah, because yeah, 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 that yeah. thing is not... Fr- like you think on TV you look at it, it's like, oh, that's... But you realize... Because you watch the people run and you're like, if I... Because I'm a competitive person. Sure. Like, I'm not trying to win the running of the bulls because there is no winner. Right. But the cheese roll at the bottom, there's an actual like, There's a championship. This guy gets the cheese. Yeah, right. you, win the, you win a prize. So it's like, I don't want to walk down it. I want to actually try to run it, but you are going to get very hurt. Yeah, it looks very crazy. Hurt. Yeah, there's a few. Did you ever see that thing in Italy? It's in Venice where they have the, it's kind of rugby football uh, UFC fight. With, they're oh. fe- fights the in the arena. Yeah, well, no, the, the city has. What is it, Atlantis? It's, it's kind of, it's, it's thousands of years old and they do it every June for two weeks. And these guys just live in Venice, and there's four different sections of the city, and they're all represented by these dudes. And it is a full-out melee, fist fights, like crazy. But there are rules. But they're playing football, yeah. basically, and it's for the pride of Venice. It's on Netflix. There's a documentary. I want to fly out and That's watch amazing. that. But to, to that kind of stuff where you're like, man, this is like talking about the ultimate competition. Do they do it's that ever, in the city of Venice? In the city of Venice in a small so, ring. When it's I went to Venice, I, I camped at like an island, two islands away from Venice. Like yeah. nothing I did was like luxury. <laughs> you just did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would go places. I'm like, like there's no way I sleep on the streets of Venice. So like we would yeah. get like a campground, set up a hammock and, and sleep in the middle of the woods no with like a bottle of wine. Yeah. So just a hobo. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of neat. I traveled like a man of the woods for a little while. <laughs> we call those really poor people. But yeah, 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 yeah. We call those homeless people here yeah, in, America. Right, in America. But out there, everyone's like, this guy's a traveler. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. You got a special name. Yeah. But it means the exact same I go, thing. I do have parents. Yeah. yeah. But like, they're in America. They're not. Yeah. Anywhere close. Were you? Did you grow up with that? Like people traveling or your family traveling? Not at all. Where did I, it come from? I don't know. I just, uh, I graduated college. Like I did so many things correctly yeah. for a long time. <laughs> you screw that up. That I was like, you know, maybe I'll take a year and a half and just do yeah. things like on a whim and live a little bit of life. Where'd you go to my, college? Uh, Farmingdale. So okay. I studied mechanical engineering. No kidding. Like, so you're actually really smart, I, super Five qualified. years. Yeah. Four years. Yeah, I did it. And here you are. On uh, chocolate Sundays, yeah, fighting bulls, know, and pissing I your know. parents I'm doing off. Doing comedy now. Why are you so mad at your dad? Uh, I love my dad. Well, then why did you do this to him? <laughs> <laughs> what are you Honestly, doing? what I did do is call him immediately before I ran and give him a little heart attack because you yeah. kind of have to. You got to let him know. I was like, "Hey, Dad, about to run." He's like, "Why'd you tell me?" And yeah. I was like, "Gotta go," you know. And <laughs> he can't find out. Up. And now for the next twenty-seven minutes, he's like, "I hope my son is alive." <laughs> It just caused a little headache. Yeah, you know? Normal kid, normal upbringing, and then it turns into this. Yeah, like I always played a lot of sports. So yeah. like I played baseball, football, basketball, like some snowboarding. So maybe too normal that you needed this. Yeah, like yeah. I get a little older. You don't play sports anymore. You go, yeah. you know what? I want to put my life in danger in another yeah. way. I started boxing when I was 33. Really? No reason okay. for that. And you just get your ass kicked and beat up all the time. And it's like, and it's like a kid. Yeah. and ca- yeah. Oh, I've been beaten up. That's by, the worst part. There was a guy, I always tell the story. There was a little guy named, uh, they called him uh, Little Pac-Man. Oh, I love and that. I was, uh, you know, at the time I'm 200 pounds and I'm doing good. Little Filipino man. Little tiny Filipino. Kid. Let's go. 120 pounds. <laughs> I might go meet him. My yeah, trainer. My trainer says uh, he's Irish and he goes, "Don't hit him, Johnny. You'll kill him. Just play some defense." I'm like, "All right." This kid hit me twice. 
like immediately after the bell ring broke my nose and dislocated my jaw, the first two punches, and he stopped hitting me because I was bleeding so hard. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. And I you're didn't 30 get hit and then you realize. But yeah, I was going to say, women do hit a little hard. Yeah. Like they, <laughs> whenever you spar with a girl and you just got in oh, there, they, they go got after. something to prove. Yeah, they're yeah. mad that you're in I there. I go, that's not. Did you just hit me with a kidney <laughs> shot? You go, that really hurts. You're throwing yeah. laughs. You're trying to liver it. I need a second. I'm yeah. going to go get some water. It's weird because when you're a competitive person, you got to try to find that. Things I, I never wanted to run with a bull. Yeah, but I just grew up with like a good family. Yeah. So that's a hard one to eat one to the Gideon. You go, yeah. I'm going to let it rip back. Yeah. No, you can't. Yeah. You know, I you can't. Can. Yeah. Yeah. I have yeah. an older sister. You wish you were a little more street so you could tear into her liver once and make her piss blood yeah, for a week. Yeah, you'd be like, how do you like those? And you're just tapping her on the shoulder while she's rocking yeah. you. Yeah. I like to hit him back and just go, equality, bitch. And then see how she reacts because that's how I play. And honestly, she comes back a little stronger. Yeah, she's going to so, hit you harder. Yeah. Well, I run after I do. I'm not up, an idiot. Take that first hit. Don't catch that's her on Shark you... Week. You know? <laughs> oh, forget it. I heard they get a little stronger. <laughs> uh, Max Mantikoff's at the Desert Ridge Improv. What else should we know about you before we, uh, we this is our first meeting. So if this was an interview, what would you tell me about yourself as far um, as like a job or something? What do I need to know about you that's like... Maybe a secret. I will say super excited that uh, this is, like I was saying, I was like, this is my first year now of yeah. doing stand-up full-time. I think it takes a while yeah. to get here. Absolutely. And it's kind of cool that I get to, like, come do these clubs and random cities. Yeah. Because for me, Phoenix around. is a random city. I, I've, I've never had a purpose or a reason to come here. Yeah. Besides now the club being like, hey, come out. And it's cool. You get to, like, spend some time yeah. in a new city and environment. And uh, You're going to be doing that a lot, you know. Yeah, I love that. I think yeah. my favorite thing to do in a lot of these cities is, like, to go check out some of the outdoorsy places. What do you so, want to see here? Uh, I'm going to do Sedona. So on the oh, way out. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, never been, awesome. but I heard right. it's towards San Diego. So nope. I'm make, I'm, no. Oh, close. well, not there we go. North. Uh, it's the north. It's far, you're getting so far away well, from Well, it's going to be a longer day then. Yeah. So <laughs> Get up an hour and a half earlier. <laughs> Looks like we're leaving at 7. Uh, change of plan Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, they've had the, uh, GPS should help you. Because you're yeah. going to be a mess if you're trying to figure it out by going to San Diego. I don't right. think I'm pulling out a map. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah don't, don't find like, yeah, but don't go on your instinct. Either, I don't even know where to find like... an atlas, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Only at the airport and at if that If you're point. following the signs to San Diego, you're going to miss it. It's, it's going it's to blow right by you. Don't do that. So, yeah, you're gonna, yeah, it's not even close. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. But enjoy yourself wherever you end up. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, hopefully in a hot place, you know, yeah. with a couple of mountains. Like, yeah, with all those whites. <laughs> yeah, I just want to see what they're doing up there. Uh, I know they got a pretty stronghold. I want to see yeah. if the fort looks There's nice. There's some camps up there. Yeah, yeah sometimes fine. they got a little gold, you know. You go... You check out the architecture. You go, they got some money up here. And Maybe every you year can start here. a chocolate Sundays in Sedona. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's, no, I think it's going to be a different go. vibe. Yeah. Uh, we actually, we'll be eating chocolate Sundays. Go, no, 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 no. Yeah. We're not selling them. We're not selling them. Uh, a lot of people show up Everyone with put your money away. This isn't a bid. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure Sedona's into the auction yet, but you might be right. We've never thought about bringing it up there, but I've seen I've seen a couple of offers. Yeah, I will I will say it's a little hard to find <laughs> when you're in the mountains. So <laughs> if you're going to do anything illegal, let it you know. You know how, there. how much I would love to be in a situation where I just walk by and see a guy going, no, 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 we're not selling them, and I just no. keep walking. We just be like a side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what is going he's on? He's on, on that salary. Part? Yeah. You're like, well, I don't I don't like that he's cleaning your kitchen. That's all I'm saying. And why is his wife doing the backyard. <laughs> Every man has his price. Uh, Max Mantikoff, it's They're a good just employees. <laughs> it's, good, it's good to meet you. I have it's a feeling a blast, we would get along, and that scares me. Uh, it's Desert Ridge Empire. No, man, y'all been awesome, man. It was a hey, pleasure. Thank, thank you for having me. Awesome. Leave us with words of wisdom. Uh, Fix the world. Hey, come show up to the weekend. 
Uh, <laughs> that wasn't even a sentence. It didn't even count yeah. as words. I, I think would, I know where that starts. I would love to see you guys buy some tickets. That's the only reason there I woke go. up at 730. Words of wisdom are, I got up so you would buy tickets. Yeah, go follow your dreams. But uh, when your dreams don't sell tickets, go on the radio. So, exactly. Super uh, happy to be here, man. Pleasure Thank you guys so much. Yeah, awesome. and uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram, uh, Maximanikoff underscore. I don't even know. I mean, what's the age demographic? What are we talking about? Oh, all right. Also, we encourage people uh, to pull their want? phones out <laughs> as they're driving. Yeah. Go, hey, guys, next red light. Uh, if we could just <laughs> light it with that. Yeah, type it quick. We're all good at it. We, we act like we're all so pure. We all text and drive on the freeway. I've swiped time. on a dating app. You know you have a problem. <laughs> you I know bets. you have a problem. Yeah. I have finished a parlay on FanDuel yeah. at 60 minutes. And it's a plus 1,200, and I think <laughs> yeah. it's going to hit. It's going to yeah. knock down. I just put $40 yeah. on it. If this hits, we're going to the Philippines. <laughs> I'm serving with Max. Uh, Max Manikoff, thank you, man. A pleasure. At Desert Ridge this weekend, it's 98. It's out of control now. 98. KUPD. Morning Sickness. Morning Sickness. 98. Margie's just selling stuff. Come on. Uh, We get visits from people. It's impossible to live this life and not have uh, everybody love us. And Toledo brought his adorable dog here, which is drawing people in like crazy. Kiki is pretty sweet. Kiki is pretty sweet. I had a cruddy dog day yesterday. But you go to the doctor. I took my, this is a, now it's getting, now I have to just bring it up. I took my boy Jack Ham over to the vet for a shoulder thing. He's been limping. Four years old. And we took the x-rays. This is just a, this will be a public service announcement for everybody. I'm heading over to Lost Our Home uh, Pet Rescue also later today to do the pick a litter, but... Uh, get your dogs uh, looked at by vets when they have something going on, especially living in Arizona. A limp doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get over it. Uh, and so they found lesions in his lungs and uh. like maybe even like a little tumor that we've got to have tested like crazy. So I'm sitting on eggshells and pins and needles right now because uh, when they hit you that, and you're like, oh, we were looking at his shoulder to see if he pulled anything or hurt his shoulder, and we found this. It's like, God damn it. So now I've got a big – we've got fingers crossed valley fever. Worst case scenario, this is no good. Big C. Damn it. And uh, so. I don't like that. I no, it sucks. I know. The big C is grabbing dogs like crazy. So when your dog's doing something, and you know what else is really weird? One of my dogs has been incessantly licking Jack Ham's chest. Gordon won't stop. Oh, wow. And so you read about that, and it's it's grooming and whatever, but when it just Sometimes comes out of nowhere, they can smell something's wrong, it. and they lick it to soothe the area. That's what dogs do. And he's been, and Jack seems cool with it. So. You know, as often as you guys email me and tell me about your dog stuff, I'm telling you about mine right now. So give your dogs a little cookie and be kind to them. Head them to the vet if they've got anything going on because valley fever is everywhere in this city. We all probably have it from living here. And if your dog limps a little bit, give it a day or two, sure. But if it doesn't get better. Our oncologist said the same thing. You know, if you notice the slightest thing off because dogs are creatures of habit, yeah. that they deal with stuff for so long that when it becomes noticeable, yeah. it's it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. So, yeah, usually it's like, yeah, it's been bugging me. They don't show you pain. But anyway, so I had a cruddy day yesterday. I'm rooting for my man Jack Hand. When do the results come? Uh, hopefully the cancer stuff's fast. Valley fever takes like a week and a half, so we'll find out. But yeah, that's just me venting. Sorry. Didn't mean to bring the room down. Sorry, Shanda. I have a heart. <laughs> One of those things. One more One shot. One more shot at Shanda. Hunting. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, uh, it's time now for the FanDuel uh, Super Bets of the Week. Yesterday, uh, Pontus Holmberg came in and his Toronto Maple Leafs took on the Coyotes. Uh, I got my inside scoop here with Paul. Texted me and said, they don't play much defense. He gave me a, a bet. It was nothing. And he said, why don't you bet the over-under on the first period goals, which was two, one and a half. I'm like, well, that's dumb. And he's like, no defense on Toronto, huh? I said, well, not like the Coyotes. Are, this up. Not like the Coyotes are building a wall around the goal. <laughs> so uh, I made it eight and a half and win myself uh, 900 bucks last night on a little tiny bet. Pretty sweet. And then I juiced it up and I took Pontus Holmberg. Because why wouldn't you? Dude's name's Holmberg. When do I get this chance? I bet on a Holmberg and... Uh, and Flame out. He didn't do anything. Damn it. One goal. He had an open An shot, open right? shot at the end. Wide open goal. But that didn't take away your winnings from the other No, it was just a separate bet. Okay. He was a plus 700 to, uh, to score a goal. Oh, wow. So I put 250 on it. Like, this is a nice win. And I'm feeling good about Pontus Holmberg being here with me. We're in town together. The Holmbergs are reunited. Nah. Much like the Holmberg family. And uh, ultimately just a disappointment. And then they leave. <laughs> you don't get that opportunity. I don't get to bet on Holmbergs too often. The last one was David Holmberg, the flame-out pitcher for the Diamondbacks. <laughs> and then I go to Albuquerque to watch the Dukes play a game. And he's in the minors now. And he's the starting pitcher for the Dukes the day I go. So on the starting lineup card, at the when you walk in, it says Holmberg pitching. And I'm like, eh, sorry, guys. I can't. Uh, I'm busy. <laughs> can't sit with you. Dude goes out and gives up and walks like 14 batters in two innings. Goddamn Holmberg's. Uh, but I want to bet today where you're chasing something and you're going to win big. Uh, make it a Suns bet. Brady, what do you got? Well, I didn't do a uh, – I, I do have a Suns – I have two bets, but the one is the chaser. Okay, plus Chase. Plus 1,400. Chase, get it. Get it back. Um, first round of the Mexican Open, I got Charlie golf. Hoffman, golf. Okay. Has to finish in the top five. Is he the, he's the guy who in the playoff, right? Was in the playoff in Phoenix Open. Okay. He's had two good tournaments. So I'm hoping first round, just getting that top five, it's plus 1,400. Brady, a lot of people like to call the Mexican Open Joe Biden's border. And I'd like to go ahead and say that I'd like to close the Mexican Open starting today. The, the Mexico Open. Whatever you called it earlier wasn't that. Yeah, the Mexico it Open. Mexico may be open. America's closed. Stay home, rapists. <laughs> Sorry. Trump wanted to say that. Uh, all right, that's not bad. You got Charlie Hoffman? Yeah. Okay. And that's your big winner of that's the Mexico Open? That's the first Mexico time I've seen Open. the uh, in a while, a single, like a, a top bet. five. Yeah, just the first round. You can go top five. You can go top ten. In the first do, round. In the first round. Right, and that's 1400 bucks if he's top. If he's number one today. Yeah. Just after round one. Oof. Yeah. That's risky. There's a lot of competitors. But go get him. Now, you're putting ten on that. If you lose that, you got to do another bet where you're chasing what you lost this week. So it's just going to build until you get it back. The chase bets. Oh, I'm aft. The chase bets. I'm aft. We're not doing that yet? Because I thought... No, you can do it. What what I did was you said to take our last two chase bets that I'd lost. Yeah. Together was about plus 1,700. So I needed a 1,700 You can do that too. So I got close. Okay. I'd taken a Suns bet tonight. It's plus 1,642. Devin Booker with the first basket of the game. Oh, boy. Uh, Devin Booker to score 20-plus points. KD to hit two threes. And the Suns on the money line. That, that's that plus first shot hit, bets either on or over immediately. Yep, exactly. I've been on that. Those are fun. If you do that, who hits the first shot and you get it and you've got it parlayed with something else, uh, that's well, a fun one. Hopefully Nurkic can get the jump. From your knowledge Huge. of the games, yeah. who's uh, – For the Suns? Yeah. Right now, or... it's kind of leaning into Booker and KD. Bradley Beal likes to shoot first. 
It was so easy when Jay tonight? Crowder was here. When Jay Crowder was here, he always shot the ball right. first. It was weird. And I was winning one out of every five or six bets with Jay Crowder hitting it. Hold on. Is, is Beal back tonight? I don't know. Oh. I don't think so. Because he's on the scoring list. Oh, then like, he's no. then he's listed, is so he? he's okay. probably back. Okay. Uh, I don't trust anything because anybody in that starting lineup can – Grayson Allen's one I like to go with because he's the highest payout. But man, oh, man. There's no – with knowledge of the games, uh, there's no knowledge of who shoots first. It's stick with Katie and Book, but they don't pay. Brett, what's your chase? Uh, I'm going with the uh, – because it's Thursdays with with the NBA, so I'm going with the uh, no-sweat same-game parlay because – Smart. I'm NBA when they built for you. me, right. yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm going with the Suns. It's uh, Luca. Is it thirty plus? Yeah, thirty plus. Uh, Durant thirty plus. Uh, two plus uh, threes from Booker and Kyrie. All right, beautiful. Wow. And that's a uh, plus five seventy seven. I look at it like this: If you lost your bets in the Super Bowl and you lost fifty bucks, you have to win five hundred the next time. If you lose again, times? that's sixty bucks down. So now you got to go ten times to chase to get your sixty back. You need a plus six hundred. Okay. See, like that kind of thing. That's how you chase. That I can do. This not only is fun, but it also shines a light on something called chasing. Gambling <laughs> yeah. problem? Yeah. I wouldn't call 1 800 next, next step. Yeah. <laughs> to 53342. 1 800 next step. Chasing is dangerous, but I'm making you guys do it. It illuminates two different sides of this. Uh, I'm going to win because I've been on a little hot streak. Uh, Suns tonight, Mavs. This is going to be a score fest. Booker 30, Doncic 30, Durant 30. Luca gets three plus uh, threes made. Eric Gordon knocks down threes. He's going to have three of those as well. That's a plus 2,800. Wow. Knock it stiff, boys. This is a good one. I like my bet here. Good stuff. And thanks to Pontus Holmberg for staring down an empty net and passing. I shall dish. It's an open net. I don't want to miss it. You did. Nygaard got the last. God damn it, Pontus. Pontus. Wonder if that was almost my name. Uh, Nine thirty-three. Fanduel. Check them out. Go to uh, Fanduel.com/slash/kupd. Uh, you can get all sorts of good stuff on that. And plus, with the NBA Thursdays, they got all sorts of uh, parlays and things. Plus, I think they get the one hundred and fifty dollars bet too. The no sweat bet is that going on still? Yeah. If you're a new customer, if you win your first five dollars bet, you get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets. Get on it. And if you're already a customer, take, get your wife take, to join up. Get a second phone in on this. <laughs> it's 9.33. I'm totally healthy. I can stop anytime I want. But why would I? I'm winning. Thanks, FanDuel. It's out of control now. 98 K-U-P-D. Morning Sickness. Morning Sickness. 98 K-U-P-D. All right, then. There you go. A little Volbeat for you. That's a band shit. We were just talking about live albums and uh, if there's ever been a really, really good one that wasn't produced and there's not we're listening to fake crowd everything's kind of overproduced and done i'm not a big fan of live albums i just don't think they're very good most of the time they're disappointing but you start to think about like if it's not acoustic and stuff you know yeah because i mean you know uh the uh alice in chains unplugged is amazing incredible but But those unplugged those unplugged even kiss unplugged and i'm not a fan i was impressed with that. that they were great but uh yeah you can't really get like a live sound for real and Slipknot, think, Slipknot's here in Glendale was about as raw live as it gets. The was that what was that volume? Uh, Subliminal verses was that the one? Is that what they no, did? Nine point oh or something? Yeah, like whatever. That's what they it was the one it, yeah. out here. But it was that one had some serious live life to it. I don't know how produced it was. It's tough to get a live album that's any good. 
I remember Tripp and I were talking about that a long time. Live albums are always crap because <laughs> we played a live version of a song mm. from for like a wake up song. I hate that. They're always crap. It's probably true for the most part. I don't know. We might now have to with have the a, technology. A oh, technology makes it different now because you can pretty much fake everything on the fly. Back then, that's why the cheap trick song "I Want You to Want Me" is live at Budokan, but it's so produced after the fact because they don't have a single error in it. And that's the key to live music. You want a little bit of, ooh, that didn't sound 100%. Well, it's like when we were talking about Frampton the other day, and I was like, yeah, but it wasn't, I mean, it was live, but it really wasn't, no. you know, I mean. And it was a pick and choose, like four yeah. different shows. Yeah. Then they took it back to a studio, played over some rough parts. Yeah. And, it sounds amazing. Yeah. But it's definitely worked. Yeah. Yeah. And live albums. Don't bother. Them. Go see them live. Right. Like Slayer's going to be live here in a little. That's good. Uh, it's time now for the uh, entertainment drill. It's brought to you by my friends at reactdefense.com, the home of Tactical Black Self-Defense Training. And uh, I got an email that says uh, they're down to the last couple spots for the women's seminar, which I believe is April 5th. Uh, if you want to get in on that, it's available to any ladies out there. You don't have to be uh, in the mix of the React Defense family quite yet. Uh, you will be after you're done, though. I guarantee you that. But it's a seminar for a women's self-defense course that will knock you out. Unbelievable what it'll teach you. And if you're a lady who does stuff uh, where you're wandering around at night or if you're taking walks, this beautiful weather. Like I said the other night, I'm taking a walk and a dude rolls out of the corner chasing a guy who he said broke into his house. And I knew he had a gun under his shirt. I'm like, oh, boy, this could go sideways fast. It just makes you more observant. And if you're a woman out there walking, and I see it, walking bus around the neighborhood and jackhammer around the neighborhood, and you see ladies out there with a Pekingese and hopefully some bear mace, uh, or hopefully they're you know aware of their surroundings, but they're putting themselves out there to be. I see it all the time. This drives me nuts. Watching these like people by themselves, men or women, but a lot of times women, staring at their phones, walking around. And I'm like, you're oblivious to your surroundings. Like, bad people see that. Like, like you are a victim. You are announcing, I'm an easy target. And you just stop doing silly things like that when you're wandering about. And uh, you, you make yourself less vulnerable. They teach you that, that women's self-defense seminar. You go in there like a little lamb. You come out like a lion. And you might think you're a lion going in. You're just going to be a tougher lion coming out. Uh, check it out at reactdefense.com. One of their several seminars, and my air disasters Addiction on Smithsonian Channel has made me want to hop back into their uh, plane replica fuselage and do some uh, terrorist training again. You haven't had any fun until you've done that. They've got all of it, all the scenarios you can imagine, plus the great workouts and the price that's unbeatable for personal training you can't imagine. ReactDefense.com. Just become a better you. It's the home of Tactical Black Brady Entertainment. Wendy Williams' long-running daytime talk show was canceled in 2022 (laughs) after uh, medical leave. During a battle with autoimmune disorder, Graves' disease. And last year, she got diagnosed with uh, dementia and aphasia. Oh, man. Jeez. But uh, according to Wells Fargo, they said they placed her under um, financial guardianship. And now she's saying she has no more money. She's out of money. There's an upcoming two-part Lifetime documentary, Where is Wendy Williams? which traces Williams' abrupt exit from public life. It'll air Saturday and Sunday, this Saturday and Sunday. Um, How'd she spend all her money that fast? 
Did That's she MC Hammer? Did it? She had to. Like, she didn't before have, she was going you know, in. No, but yeah. the guardianship, was it family members that Because she was over? a day stealer? Yeah. yeah. I mean, she was banking. The hens loved that show. She you was. Know? Yeah. Not only that, she had that radio show in New York yeah. that was crushing before anybody knew who Wendy Williams was, which got her the TV show. She was. She's. She's been paid a lot of money. Whatever yeah. happened to it is... That's a documentary in itself. Evidently, Lifetime previously aired a biopic about the talk show host's life, Wendy Williams, the movie, and then another documentary, Wendy Williams, What a Mess. Yeah. That was in 2021. Okay. <laughs> I remember when we played that. When she farted? That one, and then when she just kind of locked up, froze oh, up yeah. on the one show. Yeah, that's right. And then she tried to say she was exhausted, but I mean, that's probably a precursor to her being a little goofed up. One of the stars in the original Top Gun was a guy named, the actor's name was Barry Tubb. He played Wolfman. In the original? In the original. Wolfman, I don't remember him. So the reboot shows a picture of the original guys up on the wall a couple of times. And there's the picture of all the guys, the Wolfman, Iceman, all yeah. together. He never received any money from the reboot, and they and he's saying, "You use my image on this." Oh yeah, he that movie's it. gross so far one point five billion. Give him a few hundred thousand dollars, get him off. Oh no, that. he's going. He's going to ask. He's going for a, a chunk. Yeah, he's going to yeah. ask. Right? He's he's gonna, gonna, he'll get a nice he'll settle. Yeah. He'll, yeah, he'll get a nice chunk. But yeah, shoot for the stars. See if they'll hand it over. Christina Aguilera is offering a two night. Airbnb in Vegas that includes a meet and greet, VIP tickets to her residency show, and toys from her sexual wellness brand, Playground. Oh, nice. She has a sexual wellness brand? Yeah. Does that mean for people who are sexually unwell or to make your sexual to, uh, improve, well deeper? Improve the sexual wellness. She's still a beast, or she dropped. No, she looks great, no, she, and she's okay. also she done. goes. She I guess she'll come by so the uh, Airbnb and say hi to you. Too. She's done something to her face, though. Oh, oh really? she looks like um, there's a lot of like. But it's not bad yet, but it's uh oh, we're like the, uh, the stop now kind of thing. Kind of like Meg Ryan, like what not that do? bad. Okay, it's uh, she reminds me of that girl that was on MTV that married Spencer Pratt. Oh, oh yeah, Heidi, Heidi something Pratt or, now. Yeah. Heidi Mont. Yeah, so she kind of had that cute face that was natural, and mm-hmm. then she carved it up and made like angular everything. The last thing I saw of Christina Aguilera, I'm like, uh oh, she's done all that. Well, if you want to book that, looks good though. Booking starts today at eleven. To get a little sexual wellness a- from her, Airbnb. Yeah, if you want to get in on that, I would like to sexual wellness with Christina Aguilera. Not so bad. Uh, website put together um, the most confusing film endings. They used it based upon people Googling the film. No, for an the, no Country for Old Men's on that list. Was number two. Yeah. I love that movie. Uh, uh, American Psycho, three. Fight Club, number nine. Yeah, Fight Club screwed some people up. You have to look up the ending. Yeah. Memento. In 2000. Inception. Actually, the ending Inception kind of was uh, number four. Um, I see dead. Shutter Island was number one. Shutter Island's just confusing all the way around. It's really cool, and then you realize, I don't know what's going on. Leonardo DiCaprio, it's a Christopher Nolan movie, too, I think. Here's an interesting it's all one. All over it, the it place. came in at number five, Oppenheimer. People don't know who won. <laughs> <laughs> Where all the Japanese go? One Love wasn't in there, Brady? 
<laughs> no. Not yet. No, we have done to figure it out. It's done after the movie. I was going to say it when you said you were going. I'm like, there is no way you're watching a movie if they go true Jamaican and you're going to understand a word of it. I've been in a room with three Jamaicans at one time. I need subtitles. It, it, beyond, like, I don't even know if they're, I think they'd just be goofing around. I don't think they're actually saying words to each other. They're just trying to make you go away. Jamaican is impossible to understand when you're in a room of them. Impossible. Crazy. And I wasn't talking to them. I was just near them. I'm like, that's not a language. And you catch a word here and there. But they add in little, like, amans. Evidently, and his, uh, you know, record label guy understood him. He was the white English guy. Okay, Bob, thank you. I'll yeah. take care of that. <laughs> he had him under contract. He had him under contract. He didn't one care. Part one guy. He can quote. I like that guy. <laughs> right, then, Bob. We'll call you back, okay? Bob's on a, he's on another run. Right, how lickety split. You look at this. No good at him. All right, Bob, that's enough of that. Sunday's chocolate Sunday, Bob. <laughs> Heidi. Yeah, I don't understand that either. And then he'd sing that stupid music. Ugh. Reggae. Somebody asked me, what would you rather listen to, 311 or reggae? You're ready? 311. Come on. All day, all night long. Yeah, I'd rather, kind of similar. I, they're very similar. They're, I mean, because that's kind of reggae-based. I hate both. Don't get me wrong. Music. That's not saying one's good. and the, They're both crap to me. But you give me the opportunity to sit through one for two hours versus the other, I'll tolerate 311. Kiss or reggae? Kiss. All day. Wow. I'd sit in, I'd go on a Kiss cruise before I'd go to one reggae concert. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I'm I not saying I'd be about happy that. about it. I'm just saying <laughs> I'd be happier than I would be at a reggae show. I can't uh, sit at a reggae show and not shoot someone. I don't think I could sit one, You didn't but, ever go down to oh. reggae fest? When we... Oh, God, no. I'm going to hang around all those border, minute, border personality sponsor, whites. Did you sponsor reggae fest? I didn't so, sponsor it. I happened to work there while it was yeah. being brought to Oh, jeez. I had to pretend I liked it, but I didn't go to the festival. Blech. <laughs> Blech. I might choke down an Almond Joy and Guy Fieri before I go to a reggae show. That might be my least favorite thing. <laughs> I might choke down it's Guy Fieri. Yeah, yeah, just about how much I'd love if a meteor hit this concert. <laughs> yeah, I might blow Guy Fieri with an Almond Joy in my hand as dessert before I go to a reggae show. I hate reggae. Country music, I'd wear the, I'd wear the clothes. I'd get into the costume and start... Boot scooting boogieing around before I'd Pearl ever snaps in the Ugh. arrows. Yep, in the arrow pockets. Yuck. Reggae. Blech. I like a steel drum now and again. That's not reggae. It is hundred percent. It's in there, but it's not reggae. Steel drums when they play them for good, and they shut the f up when they play them for good. <laughs> yeah, not evil. <laughs> Reggae's playing steel drums for evil. Look, I like guitars too, but I don't like the way they use them all the time. Sometimes steel drums mix into that reggae and ruin it. Blech. I'm trying to think of all the things I hate. <laughs> I don't know that reggae is has an equal. All right. Uh, wearing a Ravens jersey or oh, I'd be a Ravens fan. Oh, wow. I'd be a Ravens oh. fan. If it meant, uh, like, if you had a knife to my, I don't know, one of my dog's throats. She either have to be a reggae fan for the rest of your life or a Ravens fan. I'd be like, all right, get me my Lamar Jackson jersey. <laughs> Let's go to Baltimore. Ugh. I couldn't even like go to Jamaica to visit. A wedding there. 
hated it. <laughs> it's filthy. Let's go get some red stripes. <laughs> now, those aren't bad. <laughs> and I like the Jamaican accent. I just don't need you doing that. I fell down and broke my leg. Oh, God. Yeah, I could understand the uh, Awful. the lyrics when they're singing. Yeah, because it goes so slow. And then when the songs would stop, then it singing. just went heavy Jamaican. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like saying I understood Mel Tillis yeah. when I sang. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. And it's mainly the people who like it. You whites and knit caps playing hacky sack and pretending to understand. You make me sick. Uh, that's it for us. Oh, hey, I'm, a, I'm out at EOS Fitness oh, tonight. Oh, Yes. Which side of town? Five to seven. This side of town. Warner and I-10. What? Okay. Yeah. All right. Which I was shocked by. Well, that doesn't shock me. I'm just Usually waiting. I'm out in Yuma or something like Find that. Find out for the announcement Friday where the body is. <laughs> you're not, gonna, you're not dropping. Well, that's too no, close to the house. No, not on the streets. Yeah, you're going to be fine. Warner and I-10? Yeah. Okay, so you're going to, maybe Guadalupe has a find over the weekend. Well, keep your eyes open. That's just South, Guadalupe, come yeah. on. The yeah. southeast side is safe today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. He doesn't have any drop-offs, so he's going to the EOS on uh, Warner and the I-10 if you want to head on up there. Five o'clock? Uh, yeah. Five o'clock today, and Brett's going to have all the deals for you and a whole bunch of KUPD things, including tickets to everything you could imagine. All you got to do is say hi, Brett, and uh, head on over to EOS. We're done. You guys have yourselves a great Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow right here in the Morning Sickness. So long! <laughs> It's out of control now.